Really? I can do it for you on mine. No. Um, or I can get you a website to stream it. They're not doing that good. Ha- yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> and their their best player is still a hostage to Putin. Yeah. And I, their you, other good player has COVID, I saw, from Colucci's tweets today. Yeah. Uh, which all, one? Which one? I don't know. Capo, 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 I saw that, um, is um, this on? Yeah. 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 Are we live? Yeah. yeah hey, live. welcome to the, you, you watch, <laughs> I listen podcast. This is Taylor Micah. Just kidding. It's man for oh, filling in. And we have a lot of fun and exciting stuff for you today. Uh, we don't know where it's going to go and you don't either. So shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> That might be the best intro we've ever had. I, I did see on Boomer and Geo, Boomer's wearing the Panarin jersey every day until he is back playing in support of him. <laughs> might be a while. You got to get, I, I got to say one thing. Uh, Boomer is the only person that's ever made me feel bad for the Rangers because I love him so much. You have to love him just because he actually tries to bring hockey to like a regular conversation. That's like me at work. Yeah, no one gives a no shit. No one gives a shit. Why, okay, do you have a good reason why hockey isn't more popular Around here, uh, in, just in the country in general. I, I think it's just because of baseball and football, really. Just dominant sports. I, I think the biggest reason is, you know, so, so many parts of this country never actually have lakes that are frozen. Yeah. It, it's a more expensive game to play is one of the big things. That's too. the biggest thing, like especially coming from the city and shit. And my dad played because they had a roller hockey yeah, league, yeah. and then they all followed the team. You don't ever see anything with roller hockey. I feel no. like when we were kids, everyone tried to play roller hockey at some point. Yeah. They got your roller blades. You, were, you saw Mighty Ducks 2 and Keenan with the fucking knuckle puck. <laughs> you were a bad it but it, it's interesting well Chris Rock had one of my favorite bits talking about um, why there's no black like uh, not a lot of black players in the NHL and he said um, wait, wait till you get some heated ice rinks you're going to see LeBron out there yeah. putting up eight goals a game yeah, with his dick right yeah. <laughs> with his dick yeah that's what he says he said whoop Is out it, his dick oh yes you're right one skate. that's on never scared right yes, never scared so. that's a fucking great special I'll never forget the um, the raisin toast sitting on 22s yeah. <laughs> I think one of the kings in the Kings of Comedy movie, one of them touch on it too. I think yeah. it was Bernie Mac or someone. He's like, you don't, you don't get real motherfuckers in the NHL. Oh my god, Bernie Mac was so good. Uh, he was. I, it was. I, I was crying laughing the other night. It was on in the middle of the night, and it's the the one where he has his aunt's kid, and he's like, ah, 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 <laughs> and he's like making fun of his uh, handicap. Yep. And like, it was like so. It was years ago. That's probably over 20 years ago. Yeah, at this point, yeah. The Kings of, original Kings of Comedy. Yeah, I, got, I think it was like 99 that came out, King. What do you think? The original Kings of Comedy yeah, in that ballpark? And yeah. I was I was crying. Well, you know what? I, I wish guys like that were still around. Like, yeah. Bernie Mac was, you know, some people like turn him into a punchline, but he was a funny motherfucker. And watching Comedy Central just did a special on Patrice O'Neill. And when I think about where, if he was around and the shit he would have to say about all the fucking the PC bullshit, the state of things. Uh, those are the kind. Look, we see what Chappelle's doing now. He's fucking brilliant. He's, I mean, he he's getting up there in like the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy. Oh yeah, which is really hard to do because you think about a few of them. You can't move. You can't move Pryor. You can't move Carlin, and you probably can't move Lenny Bruce because he was the first one that like got arrested for his comedy. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, and then number four, there's so many you could go with because I mean, Chris Rock has an argument, right? Mm. Um, Sam Kinison has an argument. If you want to go, you know, this is more out there, but Joan Rivers has a huge argument. She was like one of the OG offensive women in comedy. Yeah. Didn't give a fuck. She made a joke in New York City three weeks after 9-11 about 9-11 and didn't give a fuck. Yeah. That, insensitive, sure. <laughs> but I want that from comedy. Yeah. Um, but Chappelle's close, man. When you think about how long he's been doing it now, 
Like, is there any show more influential on your comedy or like your comedic taste than Chappelle's show? No, I mean, Josh. No, I, I when that came out, I was like, we come into school the next day, and it's like you didn't see the Chappelle show. Dude, and the like, whole hallways, I'm was Rick doing, James, bitch. Everyone like, was doing Little John for yeah. weeks, and not because of Little John. It was no. because of fucking Dave Chappelle's Little John. And like, Little John would have never got big if it wasn't. For no, Dave he was he was like uh, underground. You know what I mean? But then yeah. Chappelle, he's the one that made him blow up. Yeah, I mean, and the the million sketches on that that they still hold up to this day. That dude opened his series with Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> like, could you imagine that being on regular television now, or even on HBO now? I know. No shot. And, like, in, and like everything that they put, like they put the uh, K and Peel in. Yeah. Try to replace them, and they tried to. And they're, uh, they're they're talented that guys. White dude, they try to oh, give him that um, spot. Uh, no, Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia oh, forever. Out, man. Well, Joe Rogan ended his career one swift fucking takedown. Yeah, yeah. K and Peel were, were funny, but like it was just it didn't add up. It, didn't the same, it wasn't well, offensive enough. No, it wasn't edgy. It was a different kind of comedy. Very talented guys. I mean, you especially see Jordan Peel now with the movies he's made between and, no, Get Out and more, Us. More impressive is the other guy on whose line is it anyway? Now, which one? Uh, Wayne Brady? No, the bald guy. Ryan Stiles. The guy from no. K and Peel. The opposite one of the one that makes the movies. Wait, they're still doing whose line is it anyway? Yeah. I have no idea. I thought you were talking about like old school. No, the the, the It's wait, it's on again? I guess. Is it good? Yeah. It's still funny. I like whose line is it anyway. I could see Comedy Central used to play the old ones from like England, and those yeah. were pretty funny too. Oh, but yeah. the the one that we grew up with with Drew Drew Carey. There's I'm sorry, that shit is funny. It is. That Wayne Brady and I didn't like Wayne Brady until he did Chappelle's show. And like that the bit. Ryan Styles and the other guy, Colin, whatever his name is. Jost. No, yeah. that's that guy from SNL. The no. one that's married to fucking Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, the Colin, whatever his name is. Those guys were like, I was like, why aren't these guys the best stars in the world? It's so fucking Dude, funny. I, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, but uh, Ryan Styles, a tall one. I always said if they remade Nightmare on Elm Street, he would play a really good Freddy Krueger. Yeah. The way he's yeah. built, it's such a weird casting decision. But all right, like Manfro said in the beginning, welcome to You Watch, I Listen. Can uh, you hear me? This is episode 139, I want to say, Josh. One, uh, 138, 139. Yeah, something like We're that. We're losing Josh, track. Um, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, sorry for inter- interrupting your introduction. <laughs> uh, Manfro is filling in for Taylor again. Uh, we're going to get Taylor on the horn in just a second to do our reviews. Um, he gave me the story so far, and I'm forgetting the name of the fucking album again, and I gave him, uh, I'm forgetting now. Oh, um, A Most Violent Year with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. And Josh is going to play a soundbite to show Taylor that he doesn't do it just to him. Well, no, I, I no. saw the wheels turning. I, I know you, motherfucker. I'm um, How was your week? Good. What'd you do? Nothing again. Well, Saturday you hung out with people. You had, yeah, you had a nice time. Yeah, the River of Beer in Bloomingdale. How was it? It was cool. Like, the whole fucking place was packed. Was it everyone wearing masks, right? Uh, no, not when they were sitting down. <laughs> no, like, no shot. I was just like, oh, I haven't been out in this environment. And then, you know, I was with people. And I was just like, man, this is why I don't like fucking going out. Because I just hate people. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I really have a strong disdain for people. Like, you you know, it's, someone asked me today if I'm afraid of flying. I'm like, no, I've, I've been flying. I flew by myself down to Florida. Every summer from first grade until my uh, until my sister was like twelve, I went by myself every year. I have a fear of being around people in that close of vicinity because I hate them more than anything else in the world. I just I, I have a deep disdain for being around strangers, so I need to be just very mellow and probably take some medicine before I get on a flight yeah. at this point. Um, but bars, I have not been in the bar in well over a year. Yeah, well, I like I used to like going and like hanging out with strangers, sure, and random conversations and getting. Fucking plastered, but then like I'm, 
you're just you have to sit at your table. There's no dancing. There's no getting. Yeah, up. no, it's you, just you're not, you're not it's interacting your group. with other people, and that's to me that's half the fucking fun of going out is interacting with fucking yeah, like sure, straight, like. But you know, when I'm going there and I'm just stuck with the people that I'm with, I'm like, just put a gun to my fucking mouth and shoot me. Because <laughs> you hate the people you're with, or no, just I don't, you, I don't hate. If them. you wanted to hang out with them, you'd do it at your house. Yeah. Like well, if it was just them, you'd rather hang out at your house. Yeah, and I was like, I had a little buzz going on before it, and then like I stopped drinking for like an hour, and then I started losing the buzz, and then I was like, I got to start drinking to get this buzz back, and I was like. I'm just not feeling it. I just had to put too many down. To the energy wasn't up. right. Yeah. The energy's not right. Yeah. Um. I, the last time I was at a bar was actually a year ago when I saw Silver Scene at Starland when we got all fucked up in the bar beforehand. So yeah, a year ago today, which uh, you told that was actually it came up on my time hop recently when you texted me "fuck Silverberg" <laughs> when I was seeing them live, yeah, which is them. one of my favorites. Josh, how was your week? Uh, it sucked. It always sucks. Was there anything good about it? No. I didn't have fun hanging out with you on Saturday either. Oh, no, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that was cool. You know, we had some pizza. Yeah, was like you, pizza. you got a two-liter you didn't finish? Yeah, and then I lost the cap, so I had to leave it here. Yep. Did you get any warm red? Nah, no, no warm oh, red. Oh, God. Can there be warm red this weekend? No. Unless <laughs> you want Wallers to come. Unless you want Wallers to take Colucci's spot. Wait, Colucci's not coming? No, um, <laughs> he's not. But I did realize when I was fucked up Saturday, I texted him and was like, you have no excuse for not coming down at least one night, motherfucker. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I sure did. I realized yeah. that the next morning. <laughs> um, so he said, we'll see. I, yeah, would, li- yeah, I, would, I would like it if he showed up for a night. He's not coming. But I don't think he's coming. He's, he's, uh, he's coming. bitch made. He went back to work today, I know. So Select a ticket? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's a, yeah. a dying thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I have no comment on that. All I'm going to say still is... sponsoring this podcast, by the way? No, no. Not for a while. Um, Who's ticket? You're... Oh, my God. That was bad. I almost fucking... One time I was making a, a thing for the college basketball tournament for the website, and I put get your tickets today on it, but I actually put your... And I was this close to posting it to the fucking website. Get <laughs> your tickets today. It, it was like one click away from happening. I, I wish um, Quaz kept his resume like I sent it to him. Your construction <laughs> specialist or something. Some fucking stupid. All right. Um, breaking news. What's that? The Rangers are up one nothing. Who are they playing? Sabres. What's their record right now? They're worse than the Rangers. What's the Rangers record? Terrible. How are the Devils? Mm, middle of the road. Better than the Rangers? A little bit. Who's the worst team in the league? The Ottawa Senators. Who's the best team in the league? The New York Rangers. Who's the best player in the league? <laughs> the New York Rangers. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you were going to keep going just off the top of your head. Best player in the league. Go. Leon Dreisaitl. Best team in the league? Uh, Toronto's hot right now. Who is the most underperforming team in the league? The, the New Mon- York Rangers. The Montreal Canadiens. Uh, who is the best goalie in the league? Ooh, hmm, I don't know. Um, Vermolov started off hot, but now I'm... Gonna... All right, let me revise. Who is the best goalie with a heart condition in the league? Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> okay, bring it full circle then. All right. All right, uh, why don't we call Taylor, um, get him on. So, Josh? Okay. Take it away. Yep. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. Uh, how are you, friend? You're on the air now. Um, we're going to do our reviews. Manfro is sitting in for you again. It, wow. I didn't know. You, you only <laughs> didn't tell me. You, you, didn't, you didn't tell me last week, today, no, the day before that. So, so how are you feeling about Josh this week? 
Um, you know what? I, I've, I've thought about it and I've thought about it because um, it's taken up too much of my time. <laughs> and because there's only so much I could try to be a good friend to Josh and there's only so much I could do to try to propel him to a healthier lifestyle. <laughs> but, but, but if he wants to just be a miserable cunt and, you know, just take all the advice from Bob, which you should, he's lost over a hundred pounds. Well, but over a hundred pounds from Bob, just because I feel like Bob will give me better advice. I need a person who's going to annoy me to motivate me. And you just don't annoy me, dude. I like you too much. That should be the, you, that's that's a, compliment. a compliment. Yeah. Not to it's say like that's, that's, it's, but it's literally the worst compliment ever, dude. It's I get what he's saying though, because what have we been calling Bob forever? What's Bob's nickname? DBR. I'm the yeah. one who started it. Yes. And why, what, why did you start that about Bob? Because he was wearing his best buy, his best buy fucking clothes outside of work because he couldn't, he didn't do laundry. No, but what, what's the fucking name stand for? Not everyone knows what DBR stands for. It's for douchebag Robert. Because yeah, because he was, he was he's he, a douchebag. Well, because he's a douche. I, I love Bob. Bob. He's a douche. When I think of Bob and I think of douchebag Robert, what I think of is we would always say stuff like just not even at work when we were all working at Best Buy, but we would we would like hang out. We'd say stuff and we'd say something that Bob didn't think was right. He immediately pulls out his cell phone. He's on fucking Google and he's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> douchebag Robert. He's a douchebag. So, you're so not a douchebag, Taylor. The the real uh, like how that happened was he became the Samsung expert when they built the Samsung store, and then he was like he got the S whatever the new Samsung fucking phone was, and he was just look at me, I, I, look at me, I have a stylus now. Ooh, Apple doesn't have a stylus, <laughs> and he must have went back and forth between both both phones for about two months, and then when he got his iPhone back. Uh, I think someone ratted him out, and he wasn't allowed to be the Samsung expert with an Apple phone anymore. <laughs> yeah, he really tried selling it, uh, and he went when he got singular. <laughs> yeah, because he was the only because he's the only one. Uh, <laughs> but so to so, just to go back to my Josh point, yeah, listen, please, you you could tell us you're going to do it. I'll believe it when I see it. But God bless you I'll if you do agree. it. And um, I hope Bob could be enough motivation to prove him wrong and that he's an I, ass. I, 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 don't, I don't think it is. And I mean, listen, and to be honest with you, that's a compliment to Bob, who's lost a tremendous amount of weight. Who, oh, it's crazy. I was, I, was, I was hanging out with him yesterday. It's a completely different person. Manfro, I don't know. If, oh, you saw. Did you see Bob yet? No, Manfro wasn't here. But Josh, had, Bob, Josh hadn't seen Bob in a while. No. Um, And uh, Jared and Spooner especially hadn't seen him in a while. And they were like, holy shit. Bob, he looks like a completely different person. Like, it's unbelievable. He hit a number that he's like, I hadn't seen fucking forever. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, so it's a completely you know, person. So proud of that so, motherfucker. No, no, listen. So it's good, you know, that Josh wants to do that, and he wants someone that's going to piss him off. I don't know why. You know, you want positive reinforcement while you're going through trying times, but I guess being <laughs> a cunt is 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 more than enough for you. So, uh, good luck. You're not going to do it. Prove me wrong. And uh, you know, he's he's trying to piss you off now, Josh. He is, but it's he's, not working. So I mean, it's all right. No, no, no. I, I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm not going to give you the type, the 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 type, the, the you know, the time of day. I'm not going to give you that kind of effort that that you want. I'm going to try to piss you off. No, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to give you that kind of respect because you don't deserve that kind of respect. So okay. that. So that. So that's what you get, John Sterling, cunt. Okay. Mm. T- Josh, comment. Uh, listen, five. listen. <laughs> you, 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 you can you can continue to you know, to to play coy. Like you always do, but really, what it is? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, dude. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, 
okay, okay. Like, you, like you don't quite like, like you don't like you don't fucking care. <laughs> Josh, thoughts? No, I don't have any thoughts. Manfro, comment. Of course you don't, because you don't have any original thoughts for your fucking self unless you plan a fucking drop. How about you have some real <laughs> shit to talk about for once? Okay. No. Instead, the entire well, that's true. That's true. Talk. Division and MCU. That's all you fucking talk about. That's what I I respond to what Dan asks me. You guys are the hosts. You guys, if you want to ask me a question, I'll answer the question. I don't want to ask my job. It's not my job to have original thoughts. I don't. I don't. I'm not the star of the show. I'm just the guy behind. Dan is there to actually ask you fucking shit. Who's shit? You're. You're. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys are cool, right? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, see, there's the question again. I'm fine. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What would you prefer he, he'd say, Taylor? I'm wrong, and I know I'm a dickhead, and I know I treat you like shit. But no, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on one second. When do I treat what? you like shit? Mm, interesting. What, what, what did I? What did I just say? All right, all right. No, 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 no. Now you want to talk? What did I just say? Say I treat you like shit, bro. Come on. When have I ever treated you like shit? Hmm. Uh, when you were my boss at Best Buy. All you- <laughs> Get out of here. I didn't treat you like shit. I didn't treat anybody Josh, like shit. Josh, all you fucking there? did, you didn't say anything. All you did was point and expect everyone to do your fucking bidding because, no, because all you, you're Wait, the only one who the kissed fucking ass. All you did was kiss ass to get there. That's all you fucking did. <laughs> okay. Uh, Josh, comment. Dude, if that's what he wants to think I did, okay. I don't know fucking so whose ass you, I did. But you did take the chair, right? I did take the chair. Why? And then you fucking put it back. was fucking complaining that everybody was sitting. Josh, don't press that button. That's man, bro. I, I, I've never I've never made a fucking bullhorn sound. I don't have a bullhorn goes, drop. Get the Josh, fuck out of ham horn. Uh, Josh. He's going. <laughs> ham horn. Ham horn. Josh, don't press that button. Um. <laughs> so, so Taylor, why did Josh take the chair? Because everyone was sitting too much, and then he took it away, and then when he wanted to sit, he put it back. Um, Is it true, Josh? Yeah, listen. Sometimes when you're in sometimes. charge of stuff, you get certain fucking abilities that other people don't have. It's and not my fault. So, so your ability in the MCU would be that you had a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Facts. Um. So when did when you got the chair back? Did you thank Josh? You ever think about showing appreciation? No. Why would I do that? I don't know. He gave the chair back eventually, didn't he? Because it's a fucking chair. It didn't sign my paycheck. So I got to thank him for it, for taking a bar stool away. Oh, dude. Yeah. Real, real big power move. Cunt. Yeah. Greg signed the paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was it was that was that French weirdo. What's his <laughs> name? Hubert Jolet. <laughs> So listen, listen. It doesn't matter. Listen, Best Buy is over with. They're a bunch of scumbags of what they're doing now. Okay, so you don't hold any of that stuff against Josh anymore, right? Oh, I, I no, I do. I just felt like vocalizing it today. Um, and Josh, you had no issues with his work ethic at Best Buy, correct? I personally had no issues. You might want to ask, uh, like Steli and. Uh, oh, okay. What do you think they would say about his work ethic? Uh, well, I think that if Vine were still a thing, Steli would refer to a time where he had a downstop. TV is that uh, allegedly <laughs> One time. Taylor did. No, no, no. It wasn't okay, allegedly. But it was that- it was fact. It was facts. I didn't do it. Which was <laughs> everything was fine. But and this is what I'll say about Steli: be a fuck, <laughs> be a fuck boy, or be a goody two shoes. Pick one. Which are you? Mm. You can't be both. Me? I, I don't know what the fuck I am. I'm an asshole. Is what I am. What's your angle, boy? So what are you wearing, Taylor? 
Uh, Uggs again, just Uggs. Just Uggs. That's awesome. I hope the windows are all open. Are yeah. you in your underwear? What what color are your underpants, Taylor? If you are in underpants, I just got uh, gray boxers on. But you just said you were only wearing Uggs. Caught you. Liar. Oh, what t-shirt wow, are you wearing? <laughs> what t-shirt are you wearing? I'm not wearing one. What Foo Fighters tattoo are you wearing? Uh, the same one I got. It says everyone. If everything I'd ever feel is good forever. <laughs> Fuck Did you yeah. put that on Saturday? I actually know how to play that already. All right, you're going to sing Everlong. That's going to be part of the Manfro concert series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so you, you sound uh, thrilled about it. He agreed to this last week, uh, the Manfro concert series uh, and freestyle. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah, no, I, I did hear it, and I, I, did, I did text Michael that he did a very good job on the show, as he always does. Yeah, so I love you. <laughs> All right, Taylor, so do you want me to go first? Even though you question my Mets fanhood, but that's fine. <laughs> I didn't think anybody was listening to this podcast. <laughs> Ironically, the only people that listen is is, uh, is the co-host and Bob. So just Bob. <laughs> um. So Taylor, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Why don't you go first? All right. So you gave me uh, the starting lines album, Say It Like You Mean It, from 2002. What's funny is when you gave it to me, I was like, I wonder if that's the one I listened to a lot like two and a half years ago because they opened for Taking Back Sunday at one of the Christmas shows. Um, and I hadn't listened to the starting line probably since high school. Uh, so this was a cool little trip down to recent memory lane. Uh, they were really good opening for Taking Back Sunday. Um, they put on a fucking hell of a live, live show, Taylor. Yeah, the starting line has been around for a really long time. So this particular album um, came out, like I said, in 2002. So this is prime drive-through records uh, when they were really dominating the scene with their with the the pop punk infusion back then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I, this parts of this album stuff. You know, uh, this one was like hard for me to do, like I normally would, because I had listened to it so much just recently. So I didn't go super in depth, but um, I do I do really like this album. It's it's weird because. It hurt me sometimes how emo it fucking is. When I hear some of those fucking lyrics, I'm like, holy shit. Like, if it came out now, I probably wouldn't like it as much legitimately, but I still really like it. Like, um, there's a few songs on it I don't love. I, I give it like a solid three and a half out of five for what Not it that is. Much, really? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, when the first song on the album drops, Up and Go, I literally wrote, It's so emo that it hurts. Um, it's a four, but it's a really good song. Uh, given the chance, I like the music. The lyrics are that's the one that's like a little too heavy handed for me. It's a little too cheesy, but it's a three because the music's really good. Le- Leaving was a three. That one I wrote, uh, the emo hurts so bad I need to sit down. Uh, um, Destiny's a five, obviously. That's still a fucking banger. Like any, the, I remember forever, all I heard was the acoustic best of me, which is still really fucking good. It's just a great fucking song. Can you sing some of it to refresh my memory? I'm not going to sing. No, that's your thing. I don't even know that song. You don't know the best of me? I, you would pro- if you heard it, you would probably like, I've, I've, I've heard this before and that's about it. Yeah, you've definitely heard it before. I promise. Yeah. Uh, a Good Night's Sleep is my favorite song on the album. That's a five. Almost There Going Nowhere is a five. Uh, cheek to Cheek, I gave a two. That one is too emo for me. Um, Hello Houston's a th- uh, three. It's a really good, quick, fun track. Uh, Decisions, Decisions is a four. Really good song. Saddest Girl Story is a really good song. That's a five. Uh, Left Coast, Coast Envy is an interesting one because I like the themes of the song. The music is good on it. It's a really upbeat track. They actually close out this album really strong where I think the middle is a little clunkier. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> Let the boy watch. 
that's the fucked up part of that. Let the boy watch. Uh, the the drama summer. Uh, what I you know it's so funny like you can watch those fucking bloopers when you're watching both of them like start cracking up. One of the funniest blooper reels you'll watch is Eastbound and Down. Um, drama summer is a great acoustic song. I gave that a five, and this ride is a really good way to close out the album to four um it, it's weird man because i like the song the songs on here more than the album as a whole because it does get a little clunky at times for me but the, the good songs on this are fucking great uh it's it just funny because when when this music first came out uh, i didn't love taking back sunday when they first came along they're one of my favorite bands now but it took a long time for me to like to tell all your friends um it, it took I, I became a fan at where you want to be so yeah, th- that that that's definitely a little different because uh, you know most most hardcore fans of Taking Back Sunday are fans of the ori- are bigger fans of the original band. Yeah, and when they yeah. released their uh, their self titled with their first album with the original lineup in like ten years, people were about it. And I know that's not that I know you weren't really a big fan of that record. No, I I I do like um tell all your friends a lot, but um I it took a while it get it to grow on me. I liked where you want to be from the second it dropped. I thought the music was better. I liked the the new guy's voice much better. I thought the harmonies were better. Um, but I really do like uh, tell all your friends. I listen to it a lot. But so starting line took me a while to come around on. So it, it's cool to like revisit it and get back into that. Um, like I was never a huge brand new fan. I I like. Some brand new, but I'm suck. I, I'm not a big fan. It's it they come off like too pretentious for me. Like they're rapers too. Really, singer is a raper. Jesse Leach was, yeah. Jesse Leach was raper yeah. or a pedo. Both. Yeah. Something with babies. I don't, I don't think he raped anyone, or I don't think he raped no, no, babies. No, no. I think he was trying no, to pick actually, sixteen-year-old no. girls. He he's he's he might be thinking of the dude from Lost Prophets. Yeah, that, that, that guy was a pedo. Baby. No, maybe that's not. No, that song last train home. That's fucking Judas Priest, dude. No, I'm thinking of Shinobi versus Dragon. Oh wow! All right. So Taylor, I like this. I would go see them live again, but it was a cool little trip down emo lane. So I'm going to give this album a three and a half out of five. Can I give my review? Sure. You listen to it too? No. <laughs> no, I uh, used to like. I got in later into Taking Back Sunday. Oh, the emo shit conversation. Was mad pussy to me because I was only listening to G Unit at the time. <laughs> uh, I can actually confirm that that's yes, accurate. that's actually very when, true. When I like started driving to the city every day, I got some albums, and one of the first albums I got was like Blink 182's Greatest Hits and Taking Back Sunday's, uh, the one with uh, some songs. Now. And, uh, <laughs> So I started getting into like Taking Back Sunday. Like I really liked them, and I ventured off into mo- that whole emo shit. But like Starting Line would always play a Warp Tour when I would go there, and I'd be like, "All right, time to go." Uh, you didn't and stay for him? Uh, no, it was not my. Yeah, my it's thing. like I said. If if you if it, if it came out now and I heard it for the first time, I probably wouldn't like it. But there is something very nostalgic about it. Like you know, we were in eighth grade when this album came out. So Taylor, you were in uh, what f- fifth, fourth, or fifth in that ballpark? Yeah. So it, yeah. It was a fun little trip down memory lane. Um, like literally, we were the thing we were trying to do every weekend was get blowjobs and hand jobs, and uh, Taylor was learning about uh, long division. <laughs> well, she has the curse of curves. I'm just thinking, fucking, uh, what the cube is what we aim for. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> no, but so like the the big thing with that is that uh, the lead singer Kenny Vasoli, he was only 17 when they recorded that record. He uh, he graduated. Uh, high school early, so that way they could start recording, and if so I that was pretty cool. Guess, I would say that that guy is hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like he looks like feminine and is hot. I'm just going throwing it out there. Wait, is he hot because he's he looks feminine? Yeah. So who's he hot to? Me. <laughs> I could just tell. Like if you, I've, I've heard the starting line live. Like I've I've seen them. I don't remember looking at them, but I've heard them from the distance, and they just sound like a bunch of hot white people. <laughs> Can that accurately I, I, describe them, Taylor? Hot white people? Hot white? I, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Like hot white young kids. <laughs> young men. <laughs> what the fuck are you asking? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> man. Manfro, come on. We bring you on the show and you use words like that. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Just saying. Pull up a picture of him. Put it. <laughs> wow. Technically, te- technically, Josh said it. Man, bro, come on. Just, I just, you know, that era was hot, young, skinny white boys. <laughs> Not lying. Oh my god. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, Taylor. You just keep saying, you just keep saying, <laughs> hot, hot white young, men. young white men. Yeah. Well, okay. Can you describe like someone that is a hot young white man to me? Like, um, I don't know, like the emo with the hair, and it's like, are you a chick? Are you, dude? I don't know. You're on the cusp, but I'm just gonna say you're hot. So you're not offending anyone. No. You can <laughs> hot guys can be hot. Okay, tell me who are some of your hot guys you can think of. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's hot. Okay, Alex, fair. Alex Rodriguez. Okay, no. The Rock. Okay. I was never a big fan of The Rock being like hot wise until Sam like was like he's so hot, and then I was like, who else do you think is hot, Sam? She's like Aaron Judge. I'm like, that's uh, not my type. Why? He's too like man. He's too like man. Already got his gap in his teeth fixed. Yeah, he did. His his smile's fixed. Piss me off. Now he maybe he's hot now. <laughs> Why that piss you off? John Carlos another good-looking guy. I don't know why the Yankees. Well, Dan knows why I like the Yankees so much. <laughs> yeah, like this goes back to the beginning that Manfred thought about Derek Jeter when he was having sex. Well, someone, literally what he said. Someone asked me like, "What do you think about when you're having?" sex? Well, no, no, no. The origins of it are uh, take a minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I had a nickname, a minute Manfro, but then like I watched a movie where the guys like. Like you got to think about baseball. And I was like, oh. So then Dan's like, what do you think about during sex? And I was like, you know, baseball. And he's like, well, like, like what? I was like, you know, like Derek Jeter. I don't know. Fucking baseball. <laughs> in the middle of class. It was in a study. And if you do, like, you, you fucking get a lot Even, more no, strokes. You get the a lot Taylor, here's strokes. the thing. Even the teacher, when Manfro said that, looked at him like, what? <laughs> she had some huge <laughs> No, we actually like her. We'll say off air. You would not know who she is. Okay. She was like uh, for kids uh, like me and man. Dumbasses with no yeah. windows in the class. Yeah. <laughs> Big fat. No, no, no windows. No windows. And I see him one period. And like, then I didn't see him the rest of the day. So I was like, oh, he's going to fucking classes with windows in him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see him for like study. There was a study period where you get a little extra help. He's going to class with windows. And I'm like, this motherfucker, I don't see him. And they, they brought up the question, is Clyde smarter than us? <laughs> I never saw that motherfucker Wait, either. He's either dumber than us or smarter than us. I feel like I saw you all the time. Yeah. And Jim. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> we, oh, we, dude, we had gym together like every fucking yeah, year. Wait, wait, wait. It was the Taylor. End. Taylor actually knows who Clyde is. 
the Jehovah Witness, our friend. <laughs> uh, without giving too much away about him. What else could you describe? His, the color of his ethnicity. <laughs> of his, all right. All right. Taylor, how do you know Clyde? So the movie you gave me was the most violent year. Good idea. Good idea. A most violent year. But anyway, I know Clyde because he poked me on Facebook randomly and I never met the kid once. Needle it, dude. That's how he gets that's how he got laid for the first time. By poking Taylor? No, poking someone unexpectedly. Oh, okay. By poking Taylor. Shut up. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. This bear bites back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I might, I might not come back. A most a most violent year, starring a a hot young white man. Yeah, man, Oscar Isaac or Don uh, Don Terry Poe, stupid asshole. Uh, Terry Poe. Yeah, it's Edgar Allan Poe's grandson. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe's grandson. Oh my God! It looks like him too. (laughs) Look it up. Fact check me. All right, as you were saying, the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. Taylor, most violent year starring Don Terry Poe. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Oscar Isaac, aka Poe Dameron. He, he he throws a uh, he throws a shovel pass against the Broncos. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've actually yeah he lined up at fullback and he threw a jump pass like Tebow did against the Broncos yeah. on Monday Night Football. Great. He did. Um, well, I, I mean, I would know because I've been a fan of them my whole life, but apparently I'm a, I'm fucking fickle. So, uh, no, but anyway, like the, I'll give you the Broncos. Thank you for giving it to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll was, give you that right. one. What? So well, before I get into this, what's your, what's your fucking deal? What, what's your deal with that? I need to know because honestly, listen, man, if I'm going to be honest with you, I heard the whole thing that you said and it was hilarious. But when Dan said, all right, they try to defend you. And then he tried to, he said, why well, he's always been a Broncos fan. And then you both immediately trailed off into some other irrelevant conversation. Yes. So I want to, I, I want to know why, why are you mad at me? Because you're a Mets fan. Yeah, he does this to everyone with a Mets fan. No, it was like there was one thing. To, he was talking shit to the landlord one night because she wore nah, a Mets shirt to bed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's not even that. I, I, I don't care about that. Midlife crisis and start rooting for a baseball team. Why don't just make it the fucking Yankees? I mean, you're midlife in Jersey. Crisis. Yankees, I'm 28. Huh? He's what, do you mean mid, what do you mean midlife crisis? I'm fucking 29. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm just saying, you know, for oh, you okay. switch sports team as an adult is a big fucking decision in life. I don't want you. Fu- I don't want to see you becoming a Mets fan. Like, be miserable. Like Dan, t- ask Dan how it is being a Mets I, fan. I, I listen, years. Taylor. T- to his credit, I told him. I talked about it. This isn't fun. But no, no. What, what, where it got me was one day we went to uh, uh I know. and Tavelski's house, and then Mike was like, "Yeah, I got tickets to the game on like a random day, Thursday," and he's like, "I'm gonna go by myself and just enjoy a Mets game," and I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I, I, I appreciate people that could do stuff on their own and go enjoy something by themselves. That's cool and everything. But the Mets, <laughs> this is, that was your, your first year of, like, becoming, like, a Mets Mets fan. That's why I was like, what are you doing to yourself? Why? Why would you do this And you're like, free time? Like, if you were like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Yankee Stadium. I'm going to go be in the bleachers and I'm going to be by myself. I'd be like, fuck you, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, but dude, what really from the from the standpoint of being fucking just downtrodden all the time and miserable, is it any different? Not really. I mean, yeah, we go, we go see all these fucking home runs, see all these fucking players doing great, and then we get to the postseason and nobody can fucking swing a bat. If you were a Red Sox fan, I don't know if we would have our relationship that we do, Taylor. That's all I say. No, but you, I, you did it. Okay. I, I, I would New York team at least, but like, I, and, well, listen, there has to be something admirable to com- not just jumping on a bandwagon too, where yeah. you're like, I'm committed to riding this fucking thing out and understand. That you're accepting a bit of misery at a consistent basis. Well, I, I know if I like you and Dan, when I first started talking to you, Taylor, you and Dan did like hot dog tasting at Nets at Nets fucking basketball games, and I was like, oh man, these guys, these guys are big fucking Nets fans. I, dude, so I'll, I, give you, I'll give you the hold Nets on. too. I'll give you the Nets too. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. I want to. I want. Hold on. Before you say anything, I want to. I, I want to explain that real quick. I went yeah. to one net game. It was a playoff game against, I want to say the Raptors, the bulls and Raptors. they either way. They, and, and they lost. Right. And that was the only time I was even remotely a, a net fan recently. I ba- basketball is like the furthest thing. I, I can't stand the game. Right. I, I said I was a Miami heat fan last year only because they won me money. I really don't give a shit about basketball. I think the game sucks. But now, now he and I have to uh, eat crow and say that uh, Jim's, Jim Jim Harden has been very very good for Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been very good. It's it's hard to it's hard to discount that. But I can't wait the, till they collapse in the playoffs. They probably will. They, no, they they probably will. But the the big thing is um they they have a really good chance of uh, riding through the East and then just collapsing in the finals. The Knicks don't I have a do. chance. So yeah, Kyrie Irving decides. Fuck off hey, somewhere. Hey, listen, as long as Kyrie's playing, I can't say anything bad because he is awesome when he, hey, he's playing. I just have to hope he doesn't disappear. Give me listen, a championship man, in the next two years. I don't give a fuck. Man, bro, I, I have uh, I have money on Julius Randle. It's a long shot. Julius Randle to win the MVP because he is the most valuable player <laughs> in the league. Man, fucking hates Julius Randle. Of, of course you do. Why would you Why would you hate the best player you on see, your team see, at the you moment? Crash out now if you can. That's an option. I actually think there's a chance the Knicks still trade him. If they don't, if the second half doesn't go as well, especially now that they just released a schedule, um, they might cash out high because they have to sign him again. And they're trying to go after like top, top guys. And they want to know if this is a fluke or not, because he's never been this good. Obi Toppin is going to be the MVP in three years. Get him a point guard. Taylor, let's go on with the review. We've kept you on for a while now. I just realized that uh, Taylor, please. Um, so I, I didn't realize it when, uh, when you gave me this movie, but I've actually seen this before, but I oh, haven't no seen shit. it in a, I, I, I haven't seen it in a while. Well, it's a movie based around an oil company, so yeah. I, I naturally I you know naturally I saw it. So uh, from the grading and watching it again, I liked it even more the second time I saw oh, it. So awesome. grading grading is a ten out of ten. Movie is movie is incredible. It's fucking wild. Um, I would say not as wild as it's more. It's a little more cerebral. Than yeah, no, like I mean, just like the, the way things wild. unfold. Yeah, the way the things unfold in the movie. Yeah. So basically, Oscar Isaac plays this gentleman who runs an oil company in New York in the 80s called Standard Oil Company. Um, the funny thing about it is the oil trucks that they use in the movie are the same. It's very close to the same trucks that I drive today. It's so you're very, saying it's not close. time. It's not time period. Correct. Oh, no, it's time period correct. It's just oh. those trucks are very oh, expensive. Got you. Got you. So, um, but, you know, 
basically what's happening is Oscar Isaac is trying to build up his oil company called Standard Oil Company and be a lot more legitimate. Now, I did a lot of I did a little bit of research. Plus, I know a lot of guys who were in the industry, whether it was in New Jersey or New York, a lot of old timers that were around in the 80s. And exactly what was happening is exactly what was happening, if that makes sense. Um, you know, a lot yeah. of oil trucks going missing about six to seven thousand dollars in uh number two heating oil number four heating oil going missing on the garden state park not on the parkway on the turnpike even on you know the cross is number two oil way. shitty uh no number two oil is actually the, the oil that's in most that's like poop uh, number two in most is in most homes I, under, I i understood the joke i didn't need you to explain it i just thought it was a bad joke no but and it's not- uh Right. No, you're right. It, it, right. It, saying it three times makes it funnier. Uh, but the um, four times the uh, I do genuinely like this movie. So Oscar Isaac's wife, uh, Chastain, who is yes. awesome in this fucking movie. She's she's a um, fucking great actress. dude. So her her dad in the movie is a gangster. Her brother is a gangster. And all the stuff that's happening is Oscar Isaac's oil trucks keep getting fucking taken and they keep stealing the oil from him. And he's trying to build his business legitimately. So now he gets an FBI indictment. So now they're trying to hide evidence of like little, little infractions. Yeah. Right. That the F realistically, they would result in fines. Now today, it wouldn't be a full FBI indictment because they're the only people that are actually trying to, um, Educate their customers. And one of the, the some of the notes that I took down was if it's a cash oil business that they were trying to run, that's very, very scumbag. Cash oil isn't really the best way to go. The margins are too low. Um, the other thing, too, is if they were full service and then you get to the sales training with Oscar Isaac and the three salespeople, which is probably my favorite thing, because yeah. oh, he, yeah. he was kind of like Jordan Belfording the customer. Yeah. Because and, and here's like to pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, you know, and the heating industry, a lot of people don't want to get their heating stuff serviced every year. And it's really a necessity because shit's going to break. And it's the same thing like a car. Every year you get a tune up every 3000 miles, you get an oil change. It's the sure. same exact thing. So just trying to convince and just him trying and to. Everyone, last time you had your heat, heating service, uh, heating serviced. When uh, I was smoking a blunt in my crawl space. <laughs> okay. I, I did. Have you had. Uh, one that's one? oddly specific. <laughs> No, that the last oh, time. that's true. Yeah, because of what he does. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were. I I didn't connect it for a second. I just thought Schlem was down there doing that. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I imagine just just sitting there with like a with like an adjustable wrench. What does this do? Yeah. No, he knows what to do. He's fucking. He's, it's crazy. We went on a bachelor party one time. And <laughs> he just started story, fixing people's heat. One long story short, it was cold and it was like pretty cold out, and uh, the heat wasn't working properly. He went up there and he's like. He moved like three wires around. He's like, yeah, it's good. And we were warm. <laughs> so he fixed the heat at the bachelor party? Yeah. We should invite him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. Yeah. No, but anyway, so just to, just to, you know, they pull, pull it all together. Um, this movie rules. It gets a 10 out of 10. The way it ends, I like a lot. Again, I don't want to give away the ending because it, it is worth watching. Um, sure. It's worth purchasing, to be honest with you, at $14.99. I, do, so, I didn't really so enjoy underrated, it. so underrated, dude. Like, not yeah, enough it, people have seen it. it it's very underrated. Uh, I did I did like... There was one part where I went, like, oh, like, like real-life oh shit was... So... I guess one of I guess one of the one of the other oil companies goons went by Oscar Isaac's house and tried to like scare him or something. And I guess when Oscar Isaac drop dro- uh, gets him the fuck out of there, 
he drops a gun, but it's at night, so he doesn't see it. So when uh, Chastain comes back the next day and sees her, like, five- or six-year-old daughter playing with, like, a loaded fucking 1911 oh, yeah. handgun, it was literally, that was, like, that, that, was, that was one part where I went, please don't. Because I saw her tilting the gun back, and I'm like, please yeah, don't kinda, do they, that. They, they might do this, yeah. I Just kind of fucking with your emotions for a second. Yeah, but uh, the the movie's phenomenal. And the one thing I do like about it is that while there, is, there are a bunch of things where Oscar Isaac has the ability to, you know, not to use a, you know, steal another term from another show, but he has the ability to break bad. He yeah, chooses yeah, not sure. to. He, te- well, he, is, walked, he walked a very thin line throughout the movie, but he didn't which, go full uh, full Heisenberg. Which is interesting perspective because nine times out of ten when they film a movie like this, the guy goes, like, hey, fuck the rules, I'm going to break the rules and all yeah, that. Yeah, the, the antihero becomes a star of the movie, yeah. Right, and then so and then the other part was actually at the end when – so I don't say the end, fuck it, I don't care. is when he per- actually purchases the terminal on the on the Hudson River. Yep. And uh, that's where the movie ends and when he's, he's caught in a deal with the, with the FBI and – no, well, dude, basically uh, be, being an informant. Everyone I, I, I know that it's it was such an under the radar movie, and everyone I know that has seen it, it says the same thing. Like this, it's a fucking great movie. It's like people I haven't seen History of Violence or Eastern Promises. The same kind of principle. Yeah, man, uh, right. I like this. Cool. Yeah, it's a ten out of ten. All right, so my pick for you this week is one I've actually I haven't given given it to you on the show, but I've told you about it because I do think you would like it. Uh, came out two or three years. Ago, uh, starring Christian Bale playing Vice President Dick Cheney. The movie's called Vice, um, from the director of The Big Short, Adam McKay. Uh, Christian Bale. It, okay, so uh, there's a lot I like about this movie. It is not as good as The Big Short. It's really good. It's very entertaining. Christian Bale is fucking phenomenal as Dick Cheney. The amount of weight he put on for it is crazy. Uh, Steve Carell is great as Donald Rumsfeld. Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush is going to make you fucking die laughing. The casting in the movie is fucking great. Uh, they use the same kind of big short strategy to explain certain things to you that maybe a, a layman wouldn't understand. Um, it, it, it's a cool movie, so my pick for you this week is Vice. Awesome. So the album I'm going to give you this week is from a band. Uh, it's it's like a rap rap metal band. Okay. Uh, the band The band is called Fire from the Gods, and the album came out in 2016. It's called Narrative. Um, and the, the, the big song from this is the song, excuse me, the song is phenomenal. Um, and it really does a deep dive into, uh, racial injustice, racial equality. And it's, it's a very heavy album. It's a very politically charged album, but it's more, it's, I wouldn't say politically charged. It's more or less just. It's like hard. It's hard to describe exactly what. Provocative. What the message is? No, not even that. It's it's more thought provoking, I would say. Um, okay. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of lyrics. I I, I implore you to look up some of the lyrics for this for this gentleman's songs because I, uh, I usually I usually read the lyrics of the the albums when I'm listening to them. He uh you know he he really paints a picture of what of what he's looking for when it comes to you know racial equality is and. No, he's a black guy, and uh, it's and he, he and he screams, he sings, he raps, okay, cool. he, he does a little bit of everything, and uh, I want you to watch the video for uh, "Excuse Me," which is just I'll send it to you. Um, okay. But it, it, they they really are a good time. They should be bigger than they are right now, and this album in particular really should resonate more so today and what the last year 
of, of everyone's lives as far as when it comes down to coronavirus, when it comes down to, you know, the, the uh, you know, the, 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 the craziness in the streets, the cities burning down and shit like that. I think you were trying to say Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, you know, and, the, yeah, the Capitol and, uh, built. Yeah, sure. Everything. So, yeah, the uh, Fire from the Gods, the album is called Narrative. Cool. All right, Taylor, uh, we'll let you go. Um, I'm sure we'll play Call of Duty between tomorrow and Thursday. And uh, if not, I will see you on Friday. Yeah, sounds good. What time are you guys leaving? Early. How early? I, I don't know. I, I was told 11 a.m. Um, I, I That is that's not confirmed. Early-ish? I don't know. I That's early-ish is what I was told. I don't know what time checking is. I'm not in the fucking group on this on how everything's going. I'm just being told what I have to do Friday. We're just wondering what time you're leaving as well. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you then, dude. All right. Later. Bye. Say bye, Fuck Josh. You, Josh. Okay. Josh, say bye. Fuck say something you, nice. To, say something nice to Taylor before we go. Bye. Uh, so thanks, Taylor, for calling in. Uh, Josh, thoughts? Okay. Um, Manfred, thoughts about Josh's thoughts? Woof. <laughs> All right, Josh. What'd you watch this week? Uh, this week I watched uh, Wandavision and I watched uh, season two of The Punisher. Okay, good choice. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a cameo or an appearance in the finale of Wandavision. No, there's not because he was talking about himself. Yep, which is very funny. Yeah, uh, you got to you got to watch it, Manfro. Wandavision. Well, it's, it. it's really good, and you still have to watch. You know what? Because you're going to be coming on next week too. Right. Here's your movie challenge. You have to watch Into the Spider Verse before next week. All right. All right. Deal. Yeah. All right. I, I like that. I like it. Uh, I just rewatched it. It's really good. So uh, I'm hyped for you to watch that. I have a question for Josh when we get time. Um. Sure. Let's go right to you then. Um. Josh, I, I've asked a bunch of people this question. I'm sure I've asked Dan before, but okay. I want Dan's take after. Okay. If you say you got out of here and you got a text on your phone and say you just were playing the lottery and you just found out that you won, say. Three hundred million dollars. Okay. What's the first thing you buy? Uh, I'd pay my car off and buy another one. Okay, and then that's that's what you would do. No, I mean I first, do I do what's I do more course, stuff after that. What's but, your first course of action? Is no, he's saying like your first purchase, like something you you buy with the money, not this logical adult shit. You're talking about like the first like thing you you're like you got fuck money. Yeah, what's yeah. the first thing you're gonna buy with the fuck money? Dude, exactly what I just said. I'm going to pay this car off and then buy another one that I'll just put in a garage so I can have this be my beater. Okay. I mean, that's a fuck money thing. Driving around <laughs> in a $63,000 car is a fucking, as a fuck car. You know what I mean? That's fair. I think he was just looking for something more like outlandish, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I answered one time I would just go buy a hot dog. <laughs> Like that's outlandish. That's outlandish. What were you, what were you, outlandish. Expecting, outlandish. What were you expecting me to? Well, I don't. Do? I don't know. Like when you're. I mean, when you what put are, it like, that what way. What do people usually say? No. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, you're like walking to your car. That's for, that's the next move you're gonna make. And I asked you what you're gonna do if you were walking to your car and you got a fucking thing on your phone. <laughs> you said you're gonna walk to your car. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go walk to another car. Okay. What would you do? Uh, right yeah, now, like, yeah. right at this moment, yeah, I would buy a couple cases of hockey cards, probably. <laughs> okay. Like, like the what do you mean by one. cases? Cases is like there's like a box that you buy, there's a single pack that you buy, and then there's a case, which is where the boxes come from. How many cards? Like usually, well, it depends on what kind you're buying, but the high-end shit usually has like five cards per case. Worth or what? Or five, five cards per what, box. What is each card worth? Well, it depends. It's so you could get like two cards that are worth 15 bucks total? You can. 
How often does that happen to people? Doesn't, doesn't happen. They, they they make it so you get that good would, shit, I would but the, it's, it's it's all about the player that you get. I'd be the person that gets the one that has nothing worth anything. Yeah, it's just fuck. I don't win those kind of things ever. Like or like where it's like a game of chance, kinda. Yeah, doesn't happen for me. I finally won at a fucking raffle for the first time in my fucking life a few years ago at a, a benefit walk near here, and um, I won a fucking flower bouquet. I'm from like a fucking florist nearby. I'm like, I don't want fucking flowers. Landlord wins like an auto. Walking Dead picture. Um, she she won like gift cards to some fucking restaurant. I get fucking flowers. You want to know what I did with them? They hung up and they died because I forgot to order them. Yeah, it was so, like an eighty dollar fucking basket thing. So Dan, you're walking back in the house. What's the first thing you do if you just found out you won three hundred? First million? thing I do, um, I I would definitely have like anxiety diarrhea. <laughs> That's the first thing that probably happens, um, uh, because I don't know what I'm going to do with three hundred million dollars, and I'm like already worrying about paying the taxes on it. So it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be anxiety diarrhea. Um, then I'm gonna buy a ha- I'm gonna buy a huge piece of fucking land. Like that's the first thing, like logically, I'm doing, and I'm building a fucking house with a movie theater in it, and uh, then I'm not inviting you over. No, uh, what what I would do in the long run, if I had like, yeah, I would buy a lot of land and make a fucking racetrack. <laughs> what kind of racetrack? Like, what kind of races are you gonna have for people for or me. For, for cars? For me to go like super fast in a car, and then like maybe like get a beater, and put a roll cage in it, and fucking take it off jumps and shit. Like, what if you made a Mario Kart cart? Or track. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, which like, one would you make? What's your favorite go- Mario Kart track? I don't want to pull Walker right away. I want to fucking, like... Not right away. Eventually, when you run out of the 300 million because you keep wrecking cars? Yeah, no. Like, 300 million, I mean, that that's good money. Well, how much are they going to take in taxes? Let's be realistic. Like, what? They're going to take probably 140 Maybe. I don't know. Honestly, I, I think don't know it's what about, the tax rate is about on, on half. I think I th- 30%. It's about 30, 30 to 40, I would say, yeah. in that ballpark. I think 30 and 40, and then you got to pay state tax on top of it. You, with that idea, you'd probably run through that money so fast because you'd be keep wrecking fucking cars. And you'd be doing I it fucking I would buy Josh's old car, the one he just paid <laughs> off. <laughs> How much did you pay him for it? I'd be like, yo, give me that shit. It's mine now. <laughs> that's not buying it. That's stealing well, it. Well, then I'd give him some incentive. Give me your I'd sandwich, like, Dave. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll get you a new one. What do you want from me? So you would just say, I will take this car from you to buy you a new... I'll buy you a new car. Yeah. Why not just buy yourself a new car? I want yours. (laughs) Okay. Why his? Because it's his. (laughs) So you want to, like, dominate him? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Manfred, did you watch anything this week? And I asked him for a cell phone with all his contacts in it. Okay. And, like, you can't erase the memory. I just want your phone for, like, three days. Just to go through it? Just fuck with everybody. Okay, what are you going to tell him? It'd be more fun to do it to Richie. Okay, but okay. So, what would you do to Richie realistically? Uh, like, think about it, like who, I'd go on Tinder okay, and get th- him a wait, fucking there's, date. Th- wait, there's a first. Qu- okay, Tinder. Yes, you're gonna text someone on his phone. Who's it gonna be? What are you gonna say while you're pr- posing as Richie, more or less? I'm gonna, I'm gonna text his mother, and I'm gonna say you're a very nice lady, and I don't appreciate you as much as I should. Because that's how you feel. That's how I feel. Or you think that he should feel that way. He should feel that way. So he should appreciate his mother more. Yes. You really believe that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I know he loves her. Uh, do you think you should appreciate his mom more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think you should appreciate Richie more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you mad that he's not going to be here this weekend? Yeah. He's an asshole, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a fucking dick. What should we do about it? Probably kick his ass. Yeah. He's I think like, we- I want you to go double Manfro. I want you to go triple Manfro. <laughs> he told Josh to. And Josh said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, okay, didn't you? Who's going to be the first one to fall asleep? Greg? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say Greg. Greg sounds accurate who's when I'm thinking the, about it. Who's going to be the last one to go to sleep? You. You. <laughs> you. I could see uh, Kenyatta staying up pretty late. Uh, Tim and Mike will definitely stay up late. Yeah, they, they party. They'll party. Like, yeah. Tim will be down. Um, yeah, I'm going to – Saturday night, I'm probably pulling all-nighter. I'm 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 pretty sure I'm down. Yeah, nine o'clock, like the uh, Dead Wrestlers party you had. Oh no no not, no! See that's that's the thing. I I've openly admitted the mistakes were made that night. I I tried cramming too much in in a very short window. Like, are we gonna be are we gonna be shots right off the bat? Like, yeah, I'm in. I'll, oh yeah, we're doing shots right away. Like yeah. that's the first thing I want to do with everyone there is do, do some fucking shots. Like, let's go. So like, you're talking early, early. But what time is early to you? Because everyone we estimated that most people will be there by eight o'clock. By eight o'clock on Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be drinking beer before that. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pretty much drink all day. So we should like set a time, like fucking nine o'clock. All bets are off. What, okay, but describe all bets are off. Like we're just gonna, we're gonna take shots, and then when you don't want to take a shot, we're gonna take another okay. shot. <laughs> all right. You, okay. Here's one thing I'll say about that. That will probably make me make sure I'm the first one to sleep because I don't drink like you. Yeah. I know the pace I have to keep myself at to be fucked up. You can get fucked up way uh, and maintain it way better than I can. That's I, true. Until the last few weeks, I haven't gotten drunk since fucking October. I actually want to party all night. I was thinking about maybe making jungle juice. I don't know what I'd have oh, never had jungle maybe. juice actually. Let's do it. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. You think so? Make it. Yeah. We're Go gonna need it. a lot of shit. Like you need like three bottles of Everclear Someone, and like some. Hawaiian Punch. I'll text. I'll text you tomorrow. We'll we'll get a list. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We just you just throw random fruit in there. All right. Let's go. Let's and go. Then you, Fuck you it. Put tequila. Oh, that's vodka, gonna be a great hangover. And then you have to do two things of pineapple juice, like two cans of pineapple juice, and you got to do Hawaiian Punch. Okay. And then let's let's do what it. What we used to do in Queens is we used to get like a fucking big Meth. garbage can and then put a fucking uh, garbage bag liner. Yeah, yeah. In it. And then just dump everything that you bring when people bring shit, like whatever they bring, you just dump it in there. And how does it taste? It was going good one year until fucking the, the St. John's basketball team, someone fucking roofied the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just out the fucking yeah. St. John's basketball team? Yeah, so the one kid who was on the St. John's basketball team, I won't give you a timeline, but his his at this party, the, the ceiling was literally... I guess 2009, 2011, <laughs> that ballpark. Yeah, so he was like too short for the, the roof. And he looks at me when I'm about to, like, take another sh- drink. He's like, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, there's something in there. It makes you look kind of sleepy. I'm like, thank you. And I fucking. They roofied a whole fucking party? Yeah. It's fucked. That Bad things know. happen that night. Illegal but, things happen that but night. the basketball players were drinking it, too. So it was like. So they were all. Okay. I, I don't think. They're kind of in on it. themselves. I, I don't think, but that would hold up in a court of law. No, actually, no, it actually would because they they have used that. I've known before. more people to roofie themselves than actually go out and roofie girls. In I, my life, I, I feel like somehow that might be worse because their intention was to roofie someone, but they were so stupid that they roofied themselves. That is somehow more offensive. I think it's more of a boredom thing. Like I'm bored. Let me just fucking roofie so myself. They want to roofie themselves happens. and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were implying they were about to roofie someone and then they no. did it to themselves. No, because like <laughs> people like the the whole like movie thing makes it seem like it's so easy yeah, just sure, to sure. get like your hands on some roofling and fucking put it into someone's drink. Like I've never known someone who's just like dealt well, date that, rape drugs. Well, that well that's probably means that you don't hang around scumbags because it does happen. <laughs> it does. I'm sure it yeah, does it's, happen. The numbers are pretty high. I've I've my friend that I was with been roofied. I've known girls to get roofied. I, yeah, I've known I've, girls I've, who've gotten I've had roofied to, like, save too. Them like from a fucking but, party. Like, that's what I mean like you have never associated with the people that do that kind of shit like no. for real because sadly it's a fucking it's a thing that probably happened to people we know that haven't told us yeah um so did you watch anything this week manfro um i watched the uh making of a supervillain 
Okay. The Takeshi Six Nine documentary. Okay. How was it? I I can't like I I can't associate with him anymore because he's a rat. Guy. Like I I knew he was like I knew he ratted a few people out, but I didn't know the extent of it until I watched this documentary. He was a straight up rat, like a like, rat rat. This kid didn't know like they were saying in the documentary that this kid didn't even know like Biggie lyrics. The kid's from fucking Bushwick. Yeah, like, he's a fucking punk. And he was he literally just was all about like. He manipulated SoundCloud. He manipulated the record company. He manipulated everybody. And he's a, really a genius. Yeah, sure. If he but, took advantage of the system. But the, the gangbanger shit is what made him, like, really popular in New York City, at least. Because they knew he was, like, with Treyway Bloods and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. All that they knew he was shit. legit. And, like, that's when, I, like, people were like, oh, fucking six nines. I was like, dude, this guy is with, like, some of the most powerful people in New York City. Like, and he, he was literally a- was, like, in the streets. And, like, I knew guys who were knew him from the block. And they were like, you can't come anywhere near him because the whole fucking block would be shut down. Wow. And, like, it was, like, real shit. And I was like, wow, this guy's fucking out of his mind. And then, like, I thought he was, like, he grew up in, like, you know. Yeah, he got got the money and now he's like, I'm getting out. I'm going to grow up. Yeah, no, but it was, like, vice versa. Like, he got into that lifestyle and shit for the fame, for the popularity. And, like, you know, he just knew how to sell. And he rattled everyone out. And then he rat- like the moral of the story, because everybody heard the stories and yeah, shit. Yeah, he was a rat. I, I needed to know. I don't myself. know like anything about him other than he he has shitty tattoos on his face, and he's a rat. Yeah, that's all I know him for. And then I was like, I, I can't I can't fucks with him no more. He ain't my boy. Yeah. Is he eventually gonna get killed? Like, he should if he comes back to New York City? Well, where is he living now? Oh, uh, they don't know. They won't. Oh, so he's in witness protection, more he's, or less. Yeah. I mean, how do you hide him? He's off the radar. How the fuck do you hide that dude? I don't know, but like when he came, the first thing he did out of jail was he did a video in his own house in uh, probably Arizona somewhere. Yeah, probably. And like he fucking made, he was like number one in the Billboard charts. But now his like his fucking popularity and shit is like slowly going down. Well, once you lose, you're a rat, and you're trying to be street. Your street cred's gone if you're a rat. Yeah. It's done. It's it's in the every walk of organized crime, whether it's Italian mob, Irish, uh, Bloods, Crips, you're a rat, you're a fucking, no street crime. Well, if it wasn't for, like, the, the 70s and, the, like, the, the really come down on the mob, they would never be able to get 6 9 No, of course but not. it's just because of, R- like, all Rico the- charges and yeah, shit yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's Rico. Yeah. I mean, Rico, what they did, when they, when they really started to put that together and they got, and the big one, obviously, was when they got Gotti. Um, Gotti was the game changer. The, the mob's never been the same since then. That, that pretty much changed everything. But he was also the one that said, oh, fuck it, We'll kill a boss. Yeah. Like, he's like, we're just going to go for it. Well, I met a guy who was in law enforcement in Brooklyn, and he's like, he's like, you would not believe how many people just incriminate themselves by a post they make on Facebook. Oh, his, I'm his, sure. His job was to literally, ha- like, to hack into people, like, people that they're, like, searching. Yeah. Or, like, uh, is under investigation. He would literally, like, hack their Facebooks and look at their private messages and shit. Yeah, of course. And, like, that's the easiest way. Like, as soon as you send a message on fucking ma- it's there. Facebook and stuff. But he's like... He's like, you'd be surprised how much shit doesn't go down in like the the regular messages, but it's when they what they post online. Like, oh, I just caught this guy fucking with me. I told him like they incriminate themselves just on the shit they make public. That's fucking it's st- so fucking stupid. <laughs> I know. When you think about when back then it was you didn't say a fucking word. Yeah, like nothing was said. You're like, oh, did you see the guy about that thing? That's it. Nothing. Well, obviously it's different times now. Right? I'm sure people are really fucking stupid about it. I mean, oh, yeah. you see, I mean the amount of fucking when you think about it, celebrities that we talked about last week with like. Uh, Velveteen Dream. People got his shit easily. They got all the fucking leaked DMs and shit. Yeah, it's the people. The celebrities get fappening. You send something out out there on social media, someone's gonna fucking find it. Uh, Manfred, are you hyped for the pay per view on Saturday? Yeah, most. dude. Which fight are you looking forward to most of those three big ones? Uh, I want to see Jambolkowski. 
John Block, uh, what is it? I think it's Jan. Uh, <laughs> Jan Blakovich. I think it's Jan uh, Blakovich. Whatever the Polish power. I want yeah, to see. just say Jan. Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see him beat Stylebender. I know you're a big fan of Stylebender, oh, I but love him. I just I think that this motherfucker. I don't know. I just I I don't think that Jan or Polish power is the answer for him. But I was like, that's gonna figure Izzy out. Yeah, because no one he, has yet. Yeah, but I, I'm excited for our boy Sterling. Yeah, dude. I I think he's gonna win. Yeah. I really do because I think um I think uh, it's time for yeah, him. Peter Jan's really good. But when you look at who he beat to get the title shot, right, or yeah. who, to get the title, Uriah Faber coming out of retirement. And Jose Aldo, who's still really good. Like when you yeah. look at who Jose has lost to, it's not like he's lost to fucking bums. Yeah. He he went toe to toe with Max Holloway twice. Um, he got finished by Jan, obviously. He but he's still really good. And he, dude, he's only I think he's only thirty now. Jose Aldo. Think about how long we've been watching him fight. I know. And he's that young. Um, but I think Sterling's got it, man. I, I something about his swagger walking in this fight. I'm a big fan of. That's a good fight. Nunez is gonna kill Meg. I know. I, I, love, I love Meg Anderson. I do too. Done. I, I don't. It would be a massive upset. Um, but I, I, I always like. I like um Jan a lot. But I am a. I love watching Israel Adesanya fight. Nunez is gonna retire again. Um, <laughs> I, well, I just here's my issue. I, I think Nunez is great, but who the fuck is she gonna fight? Like nope. realistically, like the most realist, the her toughest challenge has been who. Well, she fought um, Jermaine uh, Alderman, who gave her a pretty good fight. Uh, was it when Val- when Valentina was up in weight, yeah. fought her right yeah. and didn't get knocked out? But no. it happened twice. She lost to her by decision. Cyborg was going good for about thirty seconds, dude. That's still when I think about like the scope of things and that. Like the biggest upset I I can think of seeing is Gonzaga knocking out Krokop. Like nothing shocked me more yeah. than that. Uh, Sarah and GSP was a big shock, but it was more the fashion in which Gonzaga beat Krokop. The fact that it was a fucking head kick. Yeah, if, if and the guy not- like didn't lift his fucking leg like above his fucking waist. Like, no, his it whole was career. I, I yeah. Yeah, and then after that, he was throwing kicks at everyone. That's yeah. all he had anymore. <laughs> but, like, if he knocked out Krokop with a punch or took him down and submitted him, you'd be like, wow, what an upset. But the fact it was a head kick, maybe the most jarring thing I've ever seen in MMA, short of Kevin Randleman almost killing Fedor yeah. with the German I th- suplex. I think, like, saddest, like, careers watching was, like, the end of Mirko Krokop because of how yeah. dominant he was well, and when, then when, just watching his head get rattled over. And even when he made his UFC over. he made his UFC over. debut against Eddie Sanchez, he won, but he didn't look that good. No. Then he had uh, the fight with Czech Congo, which was the he kept kneeing him in the balls and whatever. <laughs> it, it just he well, first off, when he first came to the UFC, he didn't train any uh, anything in a cage. He was only training in a ring, mm-hmm. which it's a completely different style of striking. The angles are completely different. Like in Pride, like you'd see that motherfucker kick somebody, and you would just be waiting for the teeth to come out. Yeah, well, like, his, it, it would, like he would people would put guard up. And like he'd he would still just knock kick him out through your guard and you're done. They used to say about him it was right uh, right leg hospital, left leg cemetery because <laughs> he would he it was the way he killed people with the kicks and then he just and he, he was a law enforcement. He was a literal like, fucking Croatian cop. He was special forces. <laughs> yeah, like he he killed motherfuckers. You could see it in his eyes. And the only part like as far as like hype for fights. I don't know if you were watching Pride when this was going on, but when Fedor and Krokop finally fought, it was the energy in there and the fucking uh, um, in in Japan in Tokyo Dome. I think it was the Tokyo Dome, um, like ninety thousand people in there. Yeah, just it, the stare down was everything. And then what was amazing about Fedor is everyone said if he had, if he was going to beat Krokop, he has to take him down. Right? Yeah, he beat him on the feet. 
It was the same thing when Fedor fought uh, Nogara. Everyone said if he wants to beat Nogara, he's got to keep it on the feet. And he beat Nogara on the ground. Like that. So the, Pride just had this weird symmetry of guys because Nogara could beat everyone but Fedor, and Krokop could beat everyone but Fedor. Yeah. No, well, no one was beating Fedor back no, then. No. He was a a machine. And he's another guy you still see to this day, and you're he's like, still oh. fighting. I know. It just when I it, when I see certain it guys, take, it take like these guys don't realize it, but like. It takes away from their legacy. Yeah, it do, it hurts it. And, and, and like I fucking like I was in a big fan of Anderson. Chuck Liddell, but Chuck Liddell was a monster when he was coming. Yeah, up. after the the Quentin Rampage fight, never the same. Never the same. He fighter. had the great fight with Vonderlay. Yeah, where Vonderlay was washed up too. Let's yeah. be fair. Um, it was a great fight, and then he had a really good round against Rich Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> right, he looked great. He was yeah. he was he broke Rich's arm. He used the takedowns, and then he got knocked out. But I mean, it, it was hard for me watching Anderson Silva. Like yeah, yeah. it's. I don't think his was as bad. It will be as bad as if he keeps fighting. Mm. Like, I do think there's a level with the guys like that that they deserve to go out on their own shield um, until the point where it starts getting, like, embarrassing. And Anderson's right there. Like, well, he had a, he had a competitive like, fight with Adesanya not that long ago. Yeah, but his like, chin isn't at, there anymore. Uh, like, Leota Machida, like, someone I, I looked at, like, wow, this guy's untouchable. Yeah, you know? and then his and first then, title defense, he yeah. gets a bullshit decision over Shogun. Yep. And then gets knocked out in the rematch. Yep. And, like, that's a guy I have a hard time watching now is Shogun. Because when I think about what Shogun used to be yeah. and he I was, think a lot of it has to do with like the way that their their protocols are so much more to like not make you do steroids well you it's steroids I mean? Shogun's and a weird IVs case Shogun, well, IVs is a big part of it Shogun's a weird case because he had so many injuries yeah like when he made his debut in the UFC remember how fat and out of shape he was before us beat him the first time yeah, yeah um he looked horrible and then he came back in his next fight and he looked really really good when he fought Chuck and then he beat. Then he had the fight with uh, Shoga, uh with Machida, where he looked really good. Yeah. But his knees were a wreck. He had double fucking ACL tears in both his fucking legs. Shoulders fucked up. He was so young. By the time he was already a legend, like in Pride. Yeah. And you see guys like Vonderlei. He's still trying to fight. It's bad. Rampage looks so fucking fat in his last fight against it's Fedor. Just, it's just so sad to like see these like guys that that. Like when I wouldn't mind if there was an like Bellator. I like when they do the old man legend fight sometimes. Like yeah, as cool. long as it like when Chuck came out to fight Tito again, that should have never been allowed. No, because Chuck, did you even did you watch that fight? Uh, the punches yeah. Chuck threw were ho- so hard to watch. Like anyone could have avoided them. And it, when you see these, like Chuck can't speak well. He never was a great speaker, but now it's like, like they should let Matt Hughes come back and go out on his shield. Yeah, like two hover rounds. And oh my god, it. that's the, the you like the. The fucking cameo I got from Stefan Bonner. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but like Stefan, Stefan's the steroids is definitely a big part of it, like you just said. But there was a lot of guys that came over from Pride, and you look at like who you know Shogun became a UFC champion. Anderson Silva was a Pride fighter. He fought in Pride. Um, you know he wasn't like known for his Pride run. Vanderlei didn't have a great run. You know he had a couple really good fights and good performances, but I. After Rampage, after he lost to Henderson in the second to last Pride show, that was when he lost the middleweight title in Pride, which was the light heavyweight title. Then he was never the same. Yeah. Henderson broke his chin, and he was never the same. There's a dude that never lost his chin, Dan Henderson. No, and like to this day, like if you told me that he's fighting, I'd be excited for him. Because you know what's so funny? When he retired, he probably could have kept fighting. No, he could have. He, he, he wasn't. This, he didn't look as fast, but he still hit hard and he still had a fucking jaw. Yeah, that's that's the difference between like a, when a guy gets the lights turned out, and I always say this like with, with in any combat sport, once the lights get turned out like a certain amount of times, because you've seen guys like you've seen guys go out. But not like totally light shut. Yeah, out. yeah. Where the the recovery is super quick. Like that yeah. was Vanderlei forever, and that there um Chuck was like that too. Chuck yeah. would get clipped, but he would get right back up. Yeah. See, like when the lights 
get turned out on you, that's a whole nother monster. Well, yeah, once they once you go down once, I mean, there's guys that you could think of that, like, oh, my God, he doesn't get dropped by anything. You think, Or they got dropped a couple. Well, here, here's a great example for you, Frankie Edgar. Yep. He, his chin was ridiculous. He was like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. He would just, you think he's done. He's done. He's done. And he's still standing there and his, because reco- his cardio is great. So his recovery is well, his great. his thing was speed. Like, I used to hate watching him fight because, like, well, I was so pissed. He kept beating BJ Penn and they kept beating oh, him bo- BJ his, Penn. His boxing was so good. He, he was used- just so fast. And then, like, you know, he get you get older, you get that one And his step wrestling was slower. really good. One step slower. It's but once you get thing. chinned, it's one thing if you've been chinned a couple times. Like, I've seen guys that have gotten dropped and knocked out, come back and win the title. But like, the guys I've never like. I've seen the lights go out on Conor McGregor. Like, where he's. No, you've seen him get rocked, I've sure. Get rocked. I've seen him get choked it's out a coming. couple times. It's coming. But, like, I've never seen that motherfucker just lights out, like, I'm face down on the mat snoring. Well, that was, like, well, the first time when it happened to Frankie Edgar when he fought um, Brian Ortega. Yeah, and that's why Derek Lewis is, like, so good. Because think about how many people he's slept. <laughs> yeah, he. Like, which, slept, slept. Dude, okay, you know what's so funny? What's the worst fight? In recent memory that you could think of. Derek Lewis. Okay. But if you found out they were rematching in a month, wouldn't you be hyped for it yeah, still? I would. I would. <laughs> and you know what would happen? Probably the same, same fucking same, thing. Same fucking exact Well, thing. I don't know. Because Francis, he definitely got gun shy after Stipe. Yeah. And you've seen since then, he's been obscene but again. It's funny because, like, you say, like, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what Stipe... Stipe, like, Derek Lewis... You, you don't know what's going to happen, but I, I, I think Stipe's just, like, like for a heavyweight, the way that Stipe fights is, like, unbelievable. Yeah, well, he, he mixes up his wrestling well, for one, yeah. which you don't see. There's not a lot of good wrestlers at heavyweight. No. That's why a dude, like, but we, I know we just lost, but I was like, Curtis Blades is a really tough guy to fight oh, because yeah. he's one of the few guys that can take anyone down, but he can't beat Ngannou. That's no, a guy he's no, lost no. to twice. No. And he, like, in the Lewis fight... He had it. He all he had to do was not get that predictable. I, like he he was doing really well in the stand up, and that was because of the fear of the takedown. But when the takedown isn't coming, and Lewis felt your power, he's going to be more committed to planting his feet and throwing a fucking strike. If you're not going to try taking him down, and that was all for the show. After Derek Lewis, like, oh my legs is fine. You could tell, yeah, motherfucker's legs were destroyed. Yeah, for sure. He couldn't even walk straight. No, he, he was could've... slipping. He couldn't. He couldn't get power behind his shots because he was slipping. I, I love. I love and watching. Then he ran into the shot. Lewis's record should be by no means be as good as it is no. like just the fact that, but i love guys like him that no matter where a fight is it could be the fucking first round or the fifth round he's if he knows he's losing or even if he knows he's winning he's still trying to fucking kill you yeah like there's too many guys i've seen where they'll lose the first two rounds of the fight definitively and they're not going out there trying to take the motherfucker's head off what's the you get knocked out you were going to lose on the scorecard anyway exactly. commit there's a one guy that i oh my god a tim boach used to be like that when he fought if you remember tim boach he had a fight against yep. yushin okami where yushin was kicking his ass for two and a half rounds and then he started landing these wild clinch punches and knocked him out because he committed. He said, fuck it. If I give up position, who gives a shit? Well, At that point, I like a, a fighter's mentality like that. So that's why Lewis's record is as good as it is and why he's in every fight yeah, because why he's not going to like... lost his fucking belt. Yes, he's, correct. He fucking, he came out slow and you're like, oh, well, he's a slow starter. And then like the fourth, fifth round coming, you're like, this guy better fucking turn it on because yeah. he's losing on the scorecards. Yep. He turns it on, but it's too late. Yeah. Like these guys, like, especially in the UFC where it's like you, you're down two rounds the, go for it i like the corner men who are like listen you got nothing to lose you're you're down too dude if you get knocked out or submitted you get you're gonna lose and anyway that tells you a lot of the character about the fighter too like if the, is a character where's their heart yeah are you gonna fucking wait around for the next how, fight well, there's also a huge aspect that i don't think it's mentioned enough and i think this has something to do with how you don't see guys play defense in the nba anymore mm-hmm. no one wants to become a fucking meme 
No. Like in basketball, they don't want to get posterized because you're viral for days. It's all over the place. They start photoshopping you into things. Crying Jordan's coming up. Tiger Woods is crashing his fucking car. And if you get knocked out, dude, more people were posting about Anderson Silva's broken leg than the fucking front kick that he hit Vitor Belfort with. Yeah. It was all about his fucking leg. And Conor McGregor fucking losing. It becomes a thing for fighters where that mentality is like, oh, I don't want to get embarrassed. And that's when you see them be so fucking gun shy. Yeah. Well, like the, the, the one that made me mad was like uh, Daniel Cormier with the crying joy. Yeah. When he, and it's like this guy, you guys don't understand. Like the, the normal I love MMA Cormier. fighter does not understand what this guy did. Before he was even in the UFC. Dude, an Olympian. An right? Olympian. And then, what he's dude, gone not, through. Not all that, but just the Olympian and then fucking making his way up. He was never like tight, close to Dude, he lost, a, he lost a child while he was training for the Olympics. He went into kidney failure while he was training for the Olympics. He became maybe the best fighter in MMA. At the age of 38. Yeah. After barely, you know, he he was fighting Josh Barnett five fights into, five, six fights into his fucking career. Josh Barnett, one of the best fucking heavyweights of all time. Yeah. And manhandling him. And he was a short, fat guy. And he's the only one who gave John Bones, like, an actual fight. And, well, like, there know. was the Gustafson the first fight. Yeah, yeah. But he was the guy that we, because here was the thing with him. It's like Nogara could beat everyone but Fedor. Daniel Cormier could beat everyone but John Jones. Yeah. It was literally, there was no other challenge for him. He fucking sparked out Anthony Rumble Johnson twice, right? Yeah, I was it, there for one of them. Yeah, it, two times. And Rumble was a guy that we looked at as like, he just can't get past the top guys. Cormier could beat every, if it wasn't for John Jones, Daniel Cormier, to me, is without question the best light heavyweight of all time because he would have won the title right away. He would have defended it. And he still would have gone up to heavyweight, win the title, and probably retire, potentially retire undefeated. Yeah. But John Jones is his kryptonite, yeah. style-wise. I don't need to hear about steroids or eye pokes. I get it. Whatever. He was... The first time he beat Cormier... He was fucking coked up, yeah. like it, like Sand let's blasting strippers. Like yeah, let's. <laughs> did you see how much he weighs now, John yeah, Jones? He's, big he's boy. J- dude, Josh. John Jones is two fifty two right now, and and they're saying like on the on the comments, oh he's he's not gonna move his. Well, they're saying how the fuck people, do you know? People are pointing. He okay in the video, and I can't take it seriously. Like he's actually training or sparring. Like he's yeah. obviously working on movements. If that's his full fight speed, I'm gonna say probably not. I just want to see the three girls like Karate Hottie, Holly Holm. They're well, dancing karate, around ha- doing their fucking who, TikTok who's, videos. Who's your favorite? Favorite female fighter? Uh, mm, Amanda Rebos. Mm, no, she is hot though. She's got some pooper. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, the, the Scottish, the Scottish chick that just fought. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, oh my God, what's Mc, her fr- McDouble. Yeah, McDouble. I don't know her fucking name. <laughs> uh, Jojo, Joey, Joanne, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit is great movie. It is a great movie. You like Taiko Atiti? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Biscetti? Biscetti? <laughs> yes. Oh, don't have some more Biscetti. <laughs> um, so, Jones, what do you think is going to happen? How do you think he's going to do at heavyweight? I think he's going to do good. Honestly, um, I don't. I, I think he deserves a title shot right off the bat, right? Yeah, I think that, um, like, Stipe is great and everything, but I don't see him having many more in him. Yeah, well, I, I'm if, not. I, if, listen, I think he's going to beat Ngannou, but I don't know if he can take the same shots like he did in the first fight early on. Because when you think about it, when he lost to Cormier, that was the first time we ever saw him get knocked out, right? Yeah. We've seen him dropped a couple times. And, and so he, Stefan, got, no, Stefan Struve knocked him out years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have seen him get chinned, but. 
If Ninganu improved his takedown defense slightly, listen, Stipe's a really good wrestler. He's not some fucking, he's not like Cain Velasquez with wrestling. You know what I mean? He's a good wrestler. If Ninganu can, I don't like any time you could fight that dude twice that not to, th- to think that he isn't going to land a hard one at least one time and drop you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And if he drops you and lands a second one, you ain't getting up. Exactly. So it makes it interesting. Um, I, well, Ninganu had him fucking like rocked in this second Yeah, round. he and, and you, that's why I think he... I think Stipe lost to Cormier, got knocked out because he came back so quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, he clearly was fucked up from that. I would love to see Stipe win, like, just keep keep winning. The first Stipe... See, he's already cemented in my personal fandom, my personal, like, the Mount Rushmore of fucking heavyweights ever. He's number one in my book. Okay, I will say he's close. I, I, I have a hard time with yeah, anyone I know. but Fedor. I, uh, Brock Lesnar. No, <laughs> no, it, it's always going to be Fedor until someone does it for as long as he did, and I know it's really hard. Yeah. And Fedor definitely has some ones in there that are fucking silly. Don't get me wrong on that front. But we can't act like everyone, because I think heavyweight, I like the division. I wouldn't call it like an all-time great division right now. Yeah. Like but to like me, you, it's Stipe and everyone else. Yeah, but you watch like you watch like the videos they do. Uh, UFC posts them every now and then. Yeah, now, yeah. And it's the history of the belts. Yeah, for sure. And then you watch the heavyweight division. Like I've never known. I, no one's ever defended the belt more than. No, he's he's the best UFC done? heavyweight of all time. Of all time, without yeah. question. Like there's, I think, as he, far as me watching MMA, like I, I watch he's the best much he- later than he's you. the best heavyweight you've seen he's like in his in his career, like in his active career. Rounded. Yeah, I, I'm listen to me. He's probably he's at least a top five heavyweight in the sport of all time. He's close. If beat Nganu again, says he beats John Jones. I think probably like two or more three title shots. It's just so hard with how long Fedor did it. You know, Nogara twice, Crow Cop, Mark Coleman, who at the time twice, who was a very, very good fighter. Um, Heath Herring, who was at the top of his game at the time. And no one was really giving him a challenge. Like that was the thing. He was just dominant. And then he comes over to, you know, Affliction, Tim Sylvia, who he lost a title. He was a top heavyweight at the time. And what does he do to Tim Sylvia? He knock, he chokes him out one round. <laughs> drops him, chokes him out. Arlovsky, who was beating everyone. he did. Arlov, people forget, Arlovsky didn't leave the UFC losing. He won his last two fights, but Dana White put him on the undercard because he wasn't going to sign an extension. He won his last two. And then he leaves, and Arlovsky is killing everyone. Knocking everyone out. What does Fedor do? Knocks him out in the first round. <laughs> exactly. And then he fought Verdum, who we saw Verdum was a great UFC heavyweight champion. He he, he beat Verdum once before that. So it, it's it, I want to see. I love Stipe. A couple more defenses. That's where he is for me. He's like right on that cusp because yeah. Nogara was great. Krokop was great. I think Kane should have been the best style wise, but his body failed him. Yeah, yeah. His body failed him. Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Dos Santos was a really good heavyweight too. I remember I told my dad I was like, Dos Santos is fighting Kane Velasquez, and it's going to be like the first UFC that's on. F- like cable television, and it was on be Fox. Big, and then my dad calls me up after the fight. He's like, "What the fuck did you just make me watch?" Because <laughs> it was over in what yeah, like, ninety like, seconds. Like ninety seconds. Fight. Yeah, and I was he like, hit him with that overhead haymaker. He's and like, then I just... wanted to see a fight. I was like, "Yeah, it sucks." This is how the sport goes sometimes, <laughs> yeah. dude. Uh, the weirdest knockout I've ever seen. Where I remember Shai the Congo. No, versus Pat Tillman. No, that uh, Pat Tillman. That's oh. the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, shock him out of nowhere. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Pat Barry. Fire, no, fire. I was gonna say the weird. It's a weird knockout. Like the it was the main event of a pay per view, and the crowd didn't know what happened. Arlovsky and Paul Buntello, if you remember him, 
He hit him like he came in Buntello quick, and Orlovsky just hit him with a quick right hand. I got to send you the video, and he just drops. And Orlovsky knows Mark McCarthy pulls him off, and he's going nuts. And the crowd has no idea what happened. Even Rogan didn't know what happened. <laughs> it's it's one of the craziest knockouts. But Orlovsky was on another level at that point. He was yeah. killing everyone, and not that these guys were great, but um, he, I I always liked Andre Orlovsky. He he's he, it's so weird seeing now that he doesn't get knocked out as easily. I know he just lost his last fight. Yeah, but for a while, all we were saying was his chin was garbage. Well, like you were saying, like the old man division, like I, I fucking love when Clay, Clay Guida comes out. Like, oh my I God. still get like goosebumps. Isn't it weird that he's balding now too? Yeah. Like his, his hair is still the, long. He has but... the knot above his fucking bald head and when yep. he comes out, you're like, oh, he's bald. Yep. But like, it's so crazy. Like Diego He looked great a few weeks ago. What the fuck happened to Michael Johnson? He was oh good for a while. God. I like, the, listen, this is my thing with Clay Guida. I, he's, a, he's a guy that's like... He's a union carpenter. You he's love him. A, yes, he's a scrappy dude. He pissed me off after the Roger Huerta fight. Do you remember that fucking brawl? Him and Roger Huerta where he was kicking Huerta's ass, got sloppy, and Huerta hit him with a kick and then choked him out. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fight of the year, incredible fight. And after that for a while, Clay's fights got really boring. He started fighting really, really careful because mm. he was right on the cusp of a title shot then. He had some really dreadful fight. The Nate Diaz fight where he just held his legs against the cage. Yeah, that was... That's uh, all he did. And he was fine with it. Listen, you win. You get your bonus. You move up in the rankings. But it wasn't why people started to like you. You know what I mean? Late Now his whole style is he's going to throw two big punches over the top and then try to clinch you. And Michael Johnson wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. Like you could have gone in there. I could have gone in there. Josh could have gone in there. Watch four Clay Guida fights, seen what his style was and defended it better than Michael Johnson did. Well, I was like, Sam, I was like, and I mean that with absolute disrespect. I was like telling <laughs> Sam because she watches with me. I was like, watch Clay Guida's entrance. Dude, it's the most intense thing. And I think they fucking cut it out. Yeah, they like did. A, they did. I was like. Do you remember you, him used to, he'd, but, bur he'd burp between rounds in the middle <laughs> of the cage? But the <laughs> thing was, is that, like, I watched his, like, they had an introduction on him. He was, like, the on uh, one of the main cards recently. Yeah, Michael Johnson fight. Yeah, and uh, they, they showed his entrance, and I was like, man, this is a lot more energy 10 years ago. You <laughs> yeah, know, like I a mean, lot. How old is he now, 40-something? Yeah. He's, he's still he's still competitive. He's yeah. still good. Um, But uh, but he's a guy you don't mind seeing. Like, I, I just no, don't, I'm cool I don't with like it now. these guys with the glass chins. They keep going at it. And they you're keep, like, 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 who? Like, Overeem. Oh. Huh. Well, here, but listen, here's the thing with Overeem. He was one fight away from a title shot. Like, I he's know. still beating guys. He would have gotten a title shot if not for the Rosenstruck <laughs> I love fight. that Derek Lewis called Overeem out of all people. He's like, I don't even know what he did in his last fight. And I was like, you know what? I just watched it. And I was like, I don't even know what he did last I, night either. I love Overeem. He's like, just to me, he's he, at one point, it, I think it was right after around the time Fedor lost to Verdum, right? There was no better heavyweight in combat sports than Alistair Overeem. Yeah. And he was so juiced up. He was stupid big. Do you remember that stupid thing they had where you kick the pad like as hard as you yeah, can? Yeah, yeah. And like Overeem's kick was like the most deadliest force that you could possibly dude, do. Dude, have you seen the pictures of him, the evolution of him on steroids? Yeah. But dude, you got to think, when he debuted in Pride, he was fighting Chuck Liddell at 205. <laughs> and then he's going in to fight Brock Lesnar on every steroid there oh is. Oh, my God. And I love, he's so cavalier about it too. He said he was just eating horse meat. He's like, no, it's just horse meat. Yeah. But he was he was dominating K1. He was winning K1 World Grand Prix. There was no better kickboxer alive at the time. And it was at a time when K1 heavyweights were unbelievable. He was beating all them. He was winning in MMA. I didn't care. He was a juiced up freak. It was amazing to watch. And, and he's had a good UFC career. Dude, he dropped Stipe with a jab. He had him <laughs> in a guillotine, which are over. it's a big meme. Overeem and a lot of his fans say Stipe tapped because that's what Overeem 
Reeves said right after. Yeah. It was controversial because uh, people were like, Rogan should have interviewed uh, Overeem after because he just got knocked out. And Steve is, and Overeem's like, yeah, look, he tapped to the guillotine. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's the thing is like when these guys transition from K1 and shit like that, like uh, Big Country and shit, I was yeah. always fans of the guys. I who love Roy Nelson. Especially like boxing. You go from a boxer and then you go to the UFC. I always root for those guys. James Tony. Stylebender is the guy who like didn't do it for me. Like he 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 transitioned from like K one and like was he's an amazing kickboxer. Amazing. He's kickboxer. never lost. And then like I'm just like I I don't know why. Maybe it's his attitude. Like and maybe I he'll, maybe like he'll, maybe he'll but maybe he'll grow on you. He he maybe. might because I well I remember originally you you weren't impressed by him when he fought Kelvin Kevin Gasolum. That fight was like that I love that a fight. Bad taste in my mouth. I I love that. But you thought he could have knocked him out and that he was goofing around. I guess yeah, or like, that he I, he wasn't that impressive. Like he should have knocked him out. Like Kevin Gasolum to me is very like underrated. I talent. like Kevin Gasolum. He's, he's he's a great talent and shit like that. Tough but as to, shit. But there's, good cardio. There's fighters that are elite. And then there's guys who are a little bit under elite. Like Kevin Gaslam. Yeah, and like I don't put Kevin Gaslam as like an elite, elite fighter. Okay, like, that's I don't fair. think he's ever got that that cusp, even when he was on his title runs and shit before yeah. style band. Like never Okay, so he the with the Romero fight happened, obviously, but he he knocked out Whitaker, who Whitaker's really good. Yeah. He knocked out he beat That's when beat, I was like, okay. Okay, and guy. then the Romero fight Because I thought if, Whitaker was gonna wipe him if up. If you honestly. watch those that Romero fight it, listen, both guys are at fault, but Romero's at much more fault for his the way he fights. You know, Adesanya waits for you. That's what he does. Romero did not want to commit, or he but was Polish power waits for no one. I, I like that. So then, when he fought Costa, you thought Polo Costa was going to win, didn't you? Oh well, well, I thought if if Polo Costa fought his fights the way he fights, when he comes out like a fucking bat out of hell. And brings people, drags did, them to the okay, decks. Okay, so, and then he, he destroyed him. And then fucking Paul Acosta comes out with no fire under him. He didn't come out with any Did urgency. you hear he, he had a new excuse this week? Oh, uh, what, he shit his pants? No, he said that he uh, drank too much wine the night before and he had a hangover. Which, to me, I'm like, all right, that's now, the case. That tells see, me. Paul Acosta was one of my favorite fighters. Now you hate up. him. And like he, one single performance just ruined him for me. Yeah. Like, well, I am he, not excited to see that. him and, fight. Well, I, I don't, I don't. Listen, it was a bad fight. I've seen guys have fights like that and come back and do great. Whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you get the nerves. It's legitimate. But even that if, you're, if you're trying to... That style bender was in his head before if you're trying, Well, that's what... Exactly. My thought is you got drunk because you had anxiety and you were afraid you were going to lose. Yeah. You, that's why you got drunk. Because any professional fighter is not going to get that shit-faced unless they already earned it. Like, John Jones was doing that because he's, he got cocky, right? And stupid. So, but I, I'm hyped for this weekend's fights. I want to be fucked up watching them. I want to get crazy. I haven't watched a fucking pay-per-view with you in a while. Yeah. It'll be good. Um, what are your thoughts? Are we bringing down like an Apple TV? Or yes. Somebody yeah, yeah, that? yeah. That's all covered. Yeah, you're bringing an Apple TV, Josh? Yeah. Um, okay, you're in the, the trading card community, right? Yeah. What is your thought, if you have any, on NBA Top Shot? What's that? Okay, good. I just needed to know. Okay, so it's this new thing. Um, I, I, I get, correct me if I don't explain this right, Josh. Yeah. But um, it's like a digital oh, I know. moment. Like the, it's the NBA Top Shot. It's a digital. It's a YouTube video yeah. that they there's only ninety of them or whatever. There's all different moments and shit that people are selling for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. It, I don't understand. Like, I, I get the principle of it, right? It's the same idea as like crypto, right? But I could can I just watch a video on YouTube? Right? Like of the, the moment you bought? Yeah. So what's special about it? I guess it's just something I'm not getting. Because people get are it. like So so what these what these like uh upper deck did this, they did it with hockey, they do it with baseball. What it is is like they'll give you like a free sign up and you get a free pack, right? And yeah, give sure. You a pack. So now you have this pack, right? You open up five cards. 
Now, these five cards stay in your collection. You can't move them. You can't trade them. But if you pay $1.99, it's micro. It's uh, those microtransactions. Okay. So it's like, okay, you pay, give us $5, and we'll give you a rare card. And that you can trade amongst well, yeah, the Yeah, I saw they were doing, like, um, a release of packs, and you had to get in line. There was, like, 185,000 people waiting to get a pack for a chance to buy a pack that costs, like, 50 bucks. Yeah. So what, what happens is, like, now you have a collection, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I have two of this, and there's 32 cards in this set. Or yeah. So you go, hmm. But I'd it's really not a like, card. Yeah, it's a digital card. It's a digital, like a video, and it's got like the, it's a, it, I think it's like um, there's LaMelo Ball um, trip first triple-double moment or something. Okay. It's a, a bunch of the videos and like there's stats, like there's a 2013 uh, Kevin Durant OKC one. Yeah. And it's sold for like $18,000. Well, the thing is that these people go on these apps or whatever where it's like a, a tradable community. And yeah, you, yeah. And there's going to be the guys who want to be the best at that. So these, I don't know. Like, so it's a competitive thing. It's a competitive thing. And, like, I collect one of the rarest sets that you can in hockey. And I have to. How much is it worth? I have fucking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fucking cards. I just, like, t- I was. You know what you remind me of? My fucking account was low <laughs> the other day. I fucking took seven cards out of my collection and I sold them for $300. Was it t- was I could have got 400 right. if I fucking. So, so with something like that. Was it hard to part with them, or is that why you have them? Well, or both, both. Like I, it's an insurance policy, more or less. My one friend that I grew up with, who collects cards with me as well, he'll buy boxes and literally take the best cards out of them and put them right on eBay to try to make his money back and then some. Okay, does he often make his money back? He sometimes he does. Sometimes. So how he much? Doesn't. How much does like a box cost? It depends on what you're going for, but like on like a, just a basic box, like a hundred something bucks. Okay, a hundred and change. Say now, who are you buying them from? Uh, there's distributors like DA Card World, and you can't go directly to Upper Deck. Upper Deck deals with the distributors. And gotcha. The distributors get so you get to get them off websites. And they're the, just boxes of cards. They're not like boxes of packs of cards. Like you could see it like a fucking Target where you can go in and buy like a, a football pack or whatever. You're buying like boxes where people put them in. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the the people from Upper Deck. Okay. Put them in. So okay. They, they're 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 all responsible for putting like. And the thing is, like uh, the. You're not going to get the same cards, you know what I mean, if you buy two of the same sure, boxes. Sure, But you're not going to get the good players all the time. Okay. Yeah, of course. You're yeah. going to get a rookie who's who might not even see the NHL ever, and you're going to get him, and you're going to you're going to lose all the value. Sure. So you can. It's a gambling, basically. Yeah, of course. No, it's definitely gambling. I mean, it's you're you're, you're playing a market, which yeah. is what this whole Top Shot thing is. I just. The Top Shot I, I, thing, that's beyond me. It's, it's hard for me because it's not something tangible that's, like, in my hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's if you're telling me, like, it's this alley-oop that you got. Like, I think you get, like, moments like that, like certain plays and, like, series or shit like that. Well, think about the poor kids of this guy, whoever fucking paid $18,000 for a Kevin Durant moment. If they don't have his login when the motherfucker croaks, they ain't going to get shit. Well, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, but if it's uh, a currency, there probably is some legal avenue to get into their fucking account. There, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's like a cryptocurrency kind of thing. I, it, here's the thing, though. People just one day might say, just like they did with baseball cards, like, what is this? the video's right on YouTube? Like, I, I, I but your, your point is right that someone's going to be like, I want to have this because people that are like big investors, like Gary Vee, who I'm not a big fan of, but he's a, he loves trading cards. Like, he's always talking about well, trading well, cards. Well, he, he, there was just a, a guy who's trying to counter Gary Vee, but Gary Vee said, well, why spend your money in fucking stocks and shit when you get a Zion rookie right now and the value's only going to go up the better this guy yeah, gets? Yeah, like he was saying he bought, in the beginning of the season, he bought like four uh, Josh Allen rookie cards, right? Yeah. And then he bought them for like 
20 bucks each, 30 that bucks guy each. Has fuck you money. You know how of course, easy of course, it is but, for him to get but now four he's, but, but he's telling people now to get in on the NBA top shot. My first thought is, oh, is he the one that's driving up the value of all this? Yeah. Like, well, that's a big thing going on with the card community now is because the value is going up because people are bored from coronavirus. Of course, yeah. So what are you going to do? One of the things I did is like you go through all your fucking cards and see what you can take an inventory. And then you go and you go on Facebook and you see, okay, now how do I connect to the community? And you keep going and going. Yeah. Gary V's thing was, is like, he started buying, uh, well, he bought like the, the rookies and shit. Yeah, yeah. But he's buying them at crazy prices and they're only getting crazier. So now it's flooding the market. Yeah, with he's, a driving up the, he's driving it up himself. And now like the hockey card prices, they're fucking going up. There's a, a set that just came out. So you're sitting on a gold mine right now. I am, but I'm not at the same time is because like. Do you want to give your address on the air? No. <laughs> No, but like that's it's good to have the fucking cards in hand because like worst case scenario, I pack up the fucking cats, take Sam, and we fucking go, and I can sell my cards. You know what I mean? If, if I was ever you, in a what pinch. does worst case mean? Like if, if I was ever in a pinch or something. Like if you had to get out, like uh, like Ozark kind like of I, stuff. Like I fucking killed Josh on accident, and I was like, <laughs> all right, we're packing up. We, we Who would be the first person you called if you killed Josh on accident? <laughs> Probably be tell you. <laughs> what, what do you think I would do? Uh, I'd be like. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'd be like, Dan, I got to come meet with you at your house. I can't talk on the phone. Okay. And then I come over and meet up with you. What do you think my reaction would be? <laughs> what? <laughs> how, would you, how would you <laughs> how, would, <laughs> how would you? accidentally kill Josh? I don't know. You never know. <laughs> Have you thought about what, would, what you would do if you accidentally killed someone? Well, I mean, if it was accident, I would just go with it and do go through the legal process or something. If I did it intentionally... And I was like, needed to cover it up. I have no Is idea. Gonna call you first. <laughs> uh, you Richie. Calling Richie. Just yeah. blame it on him. Yeah. Not even ask him for help. Just blame it on him. Yeah. All right. The next thing, and maybe the last thing I have is, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Potato Head? Uh, I mean, it's the same thing as like Hungry Man Dinner or fucking Manwich. Like you know, it's just it's just a name. It's like why the fuck you got to change everything? Okay, but no, it isn't just a name. It's a character, right, Mister Potato Head? Mr. Potato Head. There's a Miss Potato Head, and they they're they're the original transgender people. Because you could swap them out to be anything, right? Yeah, and like I don't know. I think they're just looking a little too much into it. Because I I really I I know gay people. I talk to gay people. And do you think they were fighting for the, no, the cause of Mister Potato Head? All right, Josh, Potato what are your Head. thoughts? You know, you bring up Manwich, and that actually uh, got you hungry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like an interesting problem because like okay you got you can't just call it witch right yeah so you'd default to sloppy joe but you but can't call it sloppy joe because it's about uh, because joe. now you're gendering it it's a trans well no joe's a trans girl's witch. name too twister her name's joe yeah that's true so i i, I understand your principle you just take the e out uh, and yeah. then it's that it's a slot but then you'd be calling a woman sloppy right so you can't win either way so you would have to change like what are they called meat witch like uh, like what are they hasbro sloppy Hasbro's, witch sloppy witch sloppy meat sandwich Slop, Hasbro oh, double back, co- cock meat sandwich yeah. <laughs> wait so hasbro uh, doubled back though th- what'd they say they came out and said that they're just going to keep it, right? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, 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 I thought they that. doubled back. No, I have not seen that. My, my first thought is, if they did that and if they didn't, regardless, when is the last time anyone talked about Mr. Potato Head until this? No, that isn't related to the but Toy do you Story. Really think that like gay, gay, no, LGBT community wanted this. LGBT, you know, DX's community. DX. Do you think that the alphabet people, as Dave Chappelle called them, the community? Do you think that they really give a fuck about a child's toy? Like it's 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 one thing they're they're trying to fight discrimination and hate and shit, and that's all they want equality. Sure, they want equality, but 
who who's the who the fuck's getting offended at all this wait, dumb shit? Wait, but this is what you have to understand. That's not what Hasbro's thinking when they're doing it. They're thinking, oh my god, let's get Mr. Potato Head in the headlines and act like we're being woke about this. Let's yeah. act like we're getting with the woke crowd because there is going to be what like, realistically, no one has bought a Mr. Potato Head since 1997. Okay, it's not a. When is the last time you saw any kid with the fucking Mr. Potato Head? I might have seen like pieces on the floor. And if a Mr. <laughs> Potato Head has been bought, it was in conjunction with the Toy Story toy release, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only time it was purchased. Now suddenly there's going to be this demographic of these parents that don't gender their children, right? The ones who are like, oh, they're they. The trabies. Yeah, do I, is that what they're called? Trabies? They, oh no, thebies. Because <laughs> it's not a baby, it's a thebie until they decide the gender. That gotcha. Is that, is that an actual thing no, that no, they call it? Okay, so they're going to appeal to that market, right? And now they're going to buy potato. And then, so my th- this is where it's starting to, like, I don't care. It's like I said. It to me, it's smart business on their part. People are going to start having gender reveal parties when the kid turns five. They're going to sit down. Listen, we're having a party tomorrow. <laughs> you should come out and tell everybody what you are. Isn't potato? What if he comes out and says, "I'm I'm a potato head"? <laughs> <laughs> a potato is offensive to other people. Who? Uh, it's it's like a, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us off the air. Yeah. Okay. So the, I saw today that there's this uh, the Harry Potter game that's coming out for yep. the PS5, yep. right? Yep. Um, it's this big like uh, a, a open world Harry open Potter world game, RPG. Right? Exactly. Just like so that. they're going to give an option to play as a trans character in the game, which no game has done to play as trans that I know. Uh, uh, Cyberpunk. Okay. No, no, you couldn't play as trans in that. You could. There was trans characters, but there wasn't an option to be trans. It was controversial. Oh. Um, that, that was the thing. They were like, the trans people were there in a sexual nature. So that's why people were offended by it. So I, this might be offensive. I don't think it is. And maybe I shouldn't be saying it because I'm coming from a place of privilege. So you're giving me the option to pick the gender I don't want to be so I could pick the gender that I do want to be. What? If you're playing as a trans character, does it, wouldn't that in theory mean that you're starting as a male character mm-hmm. and then you decide during the game that you're a female character? Because otherwise, you would just play as a girl or a boy. Because isn't the whole thing that's your gender? You're not saying that I'm. You say I'm a girl. You don't say I'm a trans girl. They say I'm a girl, right? Wait. So you're telling me that when you play this game halfway through, they're going to give you an option? <laughs> that would be the realistic way to do it. But again, this my thought is that they're they're picking the gender that they don't want to be, so they can be the gender that they do want to be. Isn't that what, if you're picking a trans character, isn't that kind of what it would mean? I guess so. Or they're transitioning. Listen, they put that in the game, whatever, more power to you. But to me, it was like, if I'm trans, and again, this may be offensive and I apologize, but if I identify as a girl, wouldn't I just play as the girl character? If I'm a, gir- a girl that identifies as a boy, wouldn't I just play as the boy character in theory? Like, uh, it's a slippery no, slope, I know, I but way, I don't I don't know. It just, the way I look at it is... Or it's a shot probably, at J.K. Rowling. <laughs> it's probably partially that, but it's also probably... Uh, if you want to play a, 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 an RPG and you want it to be like a real world experience and you want it to be like, this is what my life would be if this thing was real and I was in it... So, like, why you could... Yeah, so, sure, you know, I was born... And labeled a certain way, sure. but I never felt that way. And now my character in the game mirrors my real life experience. Okay, so maybe they're going to give certain features of someone that's like transitioning. Like, how are they going to identify that? It's how are they going to identify trans without offending someone? I don't know. And as a person with no like experience the girl on, on the matter, like the girl on Euphoria, what's on Hunter it. Schaefer? Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I'm wondering, like, how are they going to do this without? Because Sia is everyone's mad at her because she made some music video yeah. about an autistic person. Okay, but she used uh, a not autistic person and gave all the characteristics. 
characteristics, like making what they call autistic face. You know, uh, like people are like, my, what the fuck is her problem? You know what drives me nuts about uh, about all that, about people getting upset about who's hired to play what sure. and they're acting. Anytime that, that this controversy spikes and you see stuff like that, you always see people that are actually part of the represented aforementioned group in any given situation sure. speak up and say, we're actors, why shouldn't we be allowed to? Most recently, Neil Patrick Harris said, why shouldn't straight men be allowed to play gay men? Yeah, I agree because with that. I'm a gay man who has famously played straight characters. Uh, oh, I, I agree. Especially in Harold and Kumar Christmas 3D movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially in that one. I agree with you. Um, I think the issue was that she, so she, it was supposed to be this whole thing for autistic people, right? I don't think it was the issue that they cast someone that wasn't autistic. It was the fact that the way they portrayed it was like the it, the equivalent of blackface to the autistic so community. In situations like that, I think that as a content creator, you have, a, you have an obligation to, if you're going to portray anything from any protected group, uh, at least do your research. At least well, bring have experts in. Consultants. At least have consultants on hand that are part of that well, community. And she made it like very um, a lot of strobe lights, which a lot of people in the autistic community are triggered by things like that. Yeah. And then she, when they she they talked to her about it, she said, "I'm not apologizing for my art," which I have a little bit of an admiration for. But sure. don't act it. like you're being a hero. And then when the people are like, "Hey, this is you know kind of fucked up," <laughs> she is very talented. There's no denying that. If you saw the pictures of what the girl looked like in this music video, you'd be like, "That's." Someone making fun of an autistic person, yeah. <laughs> like it's it, it's it's not the best look. So that's like the first. Like Robert Downey Jr. laid the groundwork for all this. We were just talking in about Tropic that. Thunder. We were just talking about that. That every few you never years, go full rambunctious. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right word. Regarded is the other one we use. Yeah. Um, every few years, a bunch of young high schoolers they find Tropic Thunder. And they see Robert Downey Jr. Like, Tony Stark did a movie in blackface. What the fuck? I'm so offended. Not realizing, you know, that's the point. Making fun of Hollywood for thinking that's okay. And Sean Penn doing what he did in I Am Sam. Yeah. But And go ahead, radio. It, oh, God. Radio fucking sucks. I fucking hate that movie. I like, uh, I like the movie The Comebacks with iPod. The Comebacks. What was the comeback? You've never seen that one? That's like the uh, scary movie version of a baseball. Uh, was it baseball? Of, uh, of sports movies. But it was ba- it, it was the guy. That, it was uh, Brick Brick Tamlin from uh, um, Anchorman was in it. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, I, I did really see that. Remember the, that. The lead character's name's Lambo Field. Yep, yeah. I remember. But yeah. all right, guys, why don't we wrap this up? This was episode one thirty eight, thirty nine, whatever of uh, you watch, I listen. Um, Taylor, it's gonna be Manfro again next week. Uh, hopefully, we all make it back alive from this weekend at my bachelor party. Yep. Uh, hopefully, um, we, well, Taylor calls in. Taylor is going to be sober, so he's going to document everything for us. Like, let us know the crazy shit that happened. He's, um, he's going to be sober down there? I will explain. Okay. Um, but uh, Taylor is going to be there. We're going to have a good time. And uh, thank you again, Michael. Thank you, Josh. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Later.